Ladies and gentlemen, when danger is near, Stephen Grant has no fear, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Sometimes, some crimes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Are you telling me you built a time machine? What about DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Boring conversation anyway. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. I'm a Kendall Richardson. And I'm a prehistoric rendition of Michael Lister. Get it? Because it's Jurassic Park. It will make sense later on in the show. It makes it, I'm a yeah. Michael Lister. <laughs> and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, you're experiencing it through the medium of every single channel that we have to our uh, disposal, except for TikTok, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Yep, so the big three. Well, we got YouTube and Facebook. Well, we do. <laughs> well, is to be seen on Twitter because, you know, it's now going to be free range. <laughs> yes, but we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. We're not going to talk as about well that. As well uh, as elongated spunk rat. Jesus Christ. Anyway, yeah. welcome to the show. Welcome. Um, should point out, of course, that the wonderful Folia is not here. No. But I will preface by saying not here yet because she's joining us. She's just running late. Uh, had, a, had a game of hockey that finished early enough to let her be a part of the show. So she's going to be with us soon yes. at any moment. Uh, so... If be on Folio Watch because she's almost here. Um, but we are going to start the show without her. Yes. Um, and she's written us, as uh, she loves to do, uh, her weekly watchings, which I will read out and then I will throw to Michael. Um, but Folio says, This past week I've been watching Lego Masters and MasterChef, my two favourite competitive shows. Except for tonight. Both- Except for... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'll watch Lego Masters and MasterChef on the catch-up. Um, both fun and wholesome in their own ways. I also watched a couple of movies. One was far superior than the other, and that was Downton Abbey, A New Era. I was able to watch this at the cinema with the wonderful Wayne. Hello, Wayne. Hello, Wayne. <laughs> it was a great film that still had some drama and funny moments with a sad final act, but, at, but it had a bittersweet ending. Uh, the other movie I watched was more of a I will take one for the team, oh lord, <laughs> type of film. I watched one of those today. Um, and that was Space Jam A New Legacy. Goal. Goal. The only good thing about this movie were the Looney Tunes and their dialogue was average at best. Oh no! <laughs> mm. Oh no, I'm kind of glad we didn't end up doing a monthly on that, that movie because. Back last year, Fulia and I were planning on doing a Space Jam review podcast. We were going to compare the the OG film to the new one. And then we went into another lockdown and that didn't happen. Oh, dear. 
maybe that's a good thing. I still haven't seen the second Space Jam film, but by all accounts, I don't need to rush. So. It, it's on Netflix at the moment. It is, yes, yes. I, I will get around to it, but yeah. um, just for the sake of it, but yeah. I don't know. If Fulia rem- didn't like it, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, I got to see it because I'm in regional Victoria, so mm. we were sort of out of lockdown or about to be in lockdown, so I catched it either before or after. And, uh, yeah, I can concur. Meh. Meh. Yeah. Lame. That sucks. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of stuff you've watched, Michael, what have you been watching in the last seven days? Uh, last seven days, I finished up uh, Stranger Things, like all hey. the seasons. Oh, great. Uh, one, two, and three. Yeah, nice. And a very easy to digest show. I oh, loved yeah. It. I love it. Mm-hmm. Still do, just to prepare my for prepare myself for season four that's coming out real soon very soon very very soon and uh for some reason i got into a bit of a a, a matt berry sort of mood <laughs> nice so, so i watched uh dark place which you can watch on uh youtube yes, yes. uh yeah that's still a bit of fun uh if you like that sort of um bad that it's good sort of tv shows Made to look crap. Um, TV shows are highly recommended. It's so much fun. It's got David Aowadi in it as well. You mean Richard Aowadi? Yes, Richard. Yeah, Richard Aowadi. Tom Dick Harry. And uh, uh, Doctor Who. um, uh, uh, um, He's the Doctor. He's, he's going to be the oh, fourth really? Doctor, don't you know? Well, he's he's one of the um, favourites to to be the Doctor. Um, nice. Yeah, so watch that. And also, uh, speaking of Matt Berry and my mood that I was in this week, um, I started watching Toast of London, which I haven't seen. Ah, yes. And that's a bit of fun. It's about an out-of-work actor in London trying to, you know, get sort of some sort of recognition, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, definitely has the same sort of humour, um, heightened reality sort of thing. And, and yeah, I've watched the first season and I'm going to watch the rest of the seasons on iPlayer, which is the BBC version. I just have to use a, net, uh, a VPN to say, yeah, I'm, I'm from the UK to watch a ball. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's basically what I've been watching. Uh, everything that's online, basically. Uh, I haven't really sat down to watch uh, stuff uh, on TV, except uh, been watching Lego Masters myself uh, with hey. with my daughter, mm-hmm. who's really enjoy <laughs> really enjoying it. Uh, we sort of have to the family have to split up into two because my wife really wants to watch Master Chef. And it's so, almost on the same time as um, uh, Lego Lego Masters. So uh, two out of one, she uh, mum has to go down to the front room to watch it <laughs> because me, me and the girl needs need 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 our need our Lego. You need your Lego time. Yes, need our <laughs> Lego time. So Kendall, is it Lego time? Is it Lego time? Well, it will be. At some point for me in the next couple of days, I don't know when I'm going to get to watch tonight's episode of Lego Masters, but I did catch up on Lego Masters during the week. Mm. Um, had a lot of fun. 
watching that as always. Um, I I watched. Um, oh well, there's two films I want to mention <laughs> that I watched. Um, what, I'm going to mention the shit one first, just because I'd like to start from the bottom and work upwards. But um, I I today I had today off, and I I've been meaning to check this out for a while because we talked about the trailer for it on the podcast a couple of months back, and I so I I would just like to say I watched the bubble. Oh, so you, so you don't have to, <laughs> 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 because talk about taking one for the team. Oh, I'm nah, so yeah. An- I'm yeah, so nah. annoyed. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so annoyed um, that a movie with that cast has me this annoyed that it wasn't that good. I, oh. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. It had such potential. It was a great trailer. And it started off really good. Like, I, I you know, as much as it felt weird to watch a movie about COVID, because um, I've kind of avoided those, because, um, you know, escapism is a thing. Um, and, but, and it, you know, it kind of started kind of funny, uh, and then it just descended into complete madness <laughs> and nonsensical, let's just throw ideas at the wall and see what sticks kind of a movie. Mm. It, and then it ca- became like a, a much lesser version of Tropic Thunder by the end. Like, oh, yeah, but like in the worst way, um, yeah, I'm so annoyed. I'm just just like this movie has Pedro Pascal in it and I'm never watching it again. <laughs> like it was just yeah, very frustrating, but that's okay. There were some like I said there were some moments in there that I found enjoyable, but they really missed the mark in terms of, you know, just the entire thing. But that's okay. That's fine. I will now say that I watched uh, an incredible movie during the week, uh, and that is um Everything, everywhere, all at once. That's something that I really, really want to watch. You should totally watch that, Mike. You will freaking love it. It is so good. Like, holy fuck. Probably the best movie of the year so far. That, that's um, what I've been hearing. Yeah. No, yeah, it's all true. It's and, all true. And there's a, a podcast that I listen to. Uh, they do like a spoilery sort of, sort of, sort of review. But okay. it's a movie that's really hard to spoil. Well, it's, I mean, because there's so much to go on. Like, there's so much happens in the movie and it's so, uh, it's such high concept. Yeah. You really have to, you know, to explain the whole thing is just, it would take a long time. So you may as well just watch the movie. Um, so I can't even really talk yeah. about it too much other than the fact that it just gave me so much joy. Um, I had a smile on my face pretty much the entire time. Uh, and like Michelle Yeoh, holy fuck. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like she blew me away. And, um, Kihai Quan from the Goonies. And, oh, short round. <laughs> yeah. And Indiana Jones. Yeah. He's, he makes his, you know, uh, come back to, to Hollywood cinema with this one. And, because apparently the directors, the Daniels, like wrote the movie with him in mind, mm. um, and yeah, and so that was great. He he was amazing. He was he blew me away. Like he was probably the standout. But like the entire, like just everything about it. Like just there's I've never seen a multiversal movie like this before, and it's kind of it's kind of like the Matrix a bit too. You know? Oh yeah, 
Yeah. yeah, like the original Matrix. Um, so it's just, it's so crazy. It's so fun. And I fucking cried at the end. So there was some feels happening. But um, but yeah, go go to the cinema and see it if you can, because um, well worth the price of admission. Mm. That's for sure. Yeah. So good to see an original film um, in the cinema. So that was great. Uh, and then I, uh, I will finish up by saying that I, I started a new TV series on Apple TV+. Plus. Another limited series, however, this one is not based on real events. So I'm going for some fiction for once. Um, it's called Shining Girls. It's based on a book. And it stars Elizabeth Moss as this woman who is a survivor of this horrendous assault. Um, and uh, she and this reporter, they work together at this newspaper and they're trying to connect the dots between her case and all these other girls that were murdered. Oh. The, twist, the twist is is that Jamie Bell is in this and he plays this most unsettling man who somehow is moving through different time periods and murdering all these women. So there's like a sci-fi sort of concept going on, like very mysterious. Um, So, yeah. So I'm very, very curious. It's also also actually kind of multiversal as well, because for some reason what happened, the the assault that happened to Elizabeth Elizabeth Moss's character, um, she's never been the same since then. She kind of... Her, her, the world she's in changes around her or she moves into a slightly alternate universe where she's like, she goes from living with her mum to l- being married to and living with the guy she had a crush on at work. Now they're together and like her hair changes and different like, you know, little things changes like the cup someone's holding in their hand. Like, so all it's, so it's very, yeah, it's another high concept sort of a thing wow. um, with like a murder mystery going on. So it's, yeah, I'm really liking it. Um, that's on Apple TV Plus. So, um, yeah, hashtag not sponsored. Yeah. But I would love to be. So, yeah, that's there is my weekly watchings. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. I suppose with um, when you're dealing with time travel and murder, um, uh, probably probably one movie sort of springs to mind is probably Looper. Where oh, yeah. You put the body back in time so you can... And that sort of thing, but yeah, that definitely sounds pretty interesting. Considering yeah, yeah, yeah. considering we had um, uh, time traveler's wife last week, uh, a love story with um, time travel. Now it's a serial killer with time travel. Yeah, 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 yeah. You might, you might, you might like this one too, Mike. I don't know if you have Apple TV Plus. Probably not. But I don't have an Apple it's... product. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, but it's, it was really cool. So I'm looking forward to watching the rest of that. So. Yeah. No Apple yeah. products here. No Apple products here. PC Master Race. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Air dear. Air dear. <laughs> Alrighty. Now that the wonderful Fulia is finally here. Hello. Fulia is Hello. here. We can finally get in to the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. So let's crack in because we've got a few cool things 
to talk about. Um, Starting with a bunch of Marvel news that came out during the week. Uh, First item uh, is a bit of unfortunate news. Um, John Watts, director of the MCU Spider-Man films, has decided to step away from the upcoming Fantastic Four movie that he's been attached to since that was announced back in 2020. Um, apparently the man would like a break from superhero films, which is totally fair enough because he's pretty much been working back to back on Spider-Man movies for the last like six, seven years. So I don't blame him for wanting to uh, take a break from the MCU for a bit. Um, Kevin Feige and Louis Desposito both released statements saying that they're fully supporting him on this decision. Um, and, you know, uh, basically implying that he'll be welcomed back, uh, you know, for the next Spider-Man film, whatever that is going to be. Who knows? We still don't know anything about that. Uh, but it's probably a thing that will happen at some point. Um, no director has been announced to replace him just yet. We don't even really still know a lot about Fantastic Four. It's very much in pre-production. So good to see that if it's he's made the call now and not as it's gotten closer to the starting of shooting. So that's, so yeah, probably, probably good that he's made that call now, but I am very sad to see him go because he's done a fantastic job uh, with the Spider-Man movies. Um, so yeah, hopefully his replacement will be just as good. Mike, what are your thoughts on John Watts leaving Fantastic Four? Um, I think good on him. Uh, if you, if you don't feel that you've got your heart into it, I mean, ser- seriously, um, I suppose we can always look back of the Russo brothers. I mean, they pretty much did as much as, as they can and, you know, they, they just want to take a break and do their own thing. And it's the same for, for Watts. Because uh, he pretty much started uh, doing Marvel films like after doing a couple of in- indies because so, he's fairly new to it. Mm-hmm. And I suppose now that he's got a recognition, he can probably do whatever he want wants. Really, something with a bit sure. more, bit more passion uh, for for him, and not necessarily something that's uh, high IP. So all, all 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 for him. I mean, unfortunately, there's no one to re- no one yet to replace him for Fantastic Four, but. No doubt they'll probably find someone. I mean, <clears throat> a lot of people on the internet are saying, oh, John Lelinsky, and then he can direct and star in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get John Krasinski to direct it. Yeah. 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 That'd be a first for the MCU, directing and starring, if he he does end up, you know, being our Mr. Fantastic. I really hope so, but I'm not holding my breath on that one. Nah. Um I suppose it'll be be fine. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll be fine down the track. Yeah. Easter yeah. egg. Hmm. Hmm. Yum. All right. More Marvel news to talk about now, and this one is quite interesting uh, because for some reason, um, the Marvels and Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania have switched release dates. Uh, so both of these films are set to come out next year, but. Um, must there must be some kind of issue i suppose with the marvels in terms of filming maybe or post production i don't know um so that was supposed to come out on february 17th 2023 that is now the new date for anthem uh, for anthem that's not the right name 
Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, <laughs> um, which was originally going to come out on July 28th, 2023. So that is the Marvel's new release date. Um, I am like, I'm totally okay with this. Like, I don't mind waiting a little bit longer to see the Marvels personally as exciting as like excited as I am to, to see the sequel and see Brie Larson back in action and see Monica Rambeau, you know, uh, and all of that. Um, after we got introduced to Kang, um, at the end of Loki last year, I've been dying to see Jonathan Majors come back. Um, so to actually finally, the fact that we're going to get to see Kang the Conqueror officially a lot sooner is very cool. Um, so I am, I'm very happy with this, um, to be honest. Um, apparently they've already finished. Yeah, I'm just reading this article now. Apparently they've already finished filming and the Marvels are still in production. So that, yeah, basically makes sense as to why they've switched the dates. So yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Pretty, pretty awesome. Fulia, how are you feeling about, about the switcheroo? Uh, look, like, uh, it doesn't really bother me since I really have no idea what the order is supposed to be anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine with me if they've switched dates. Um, we're going to see them eventually anyway, so it doesn't really bother me. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Mike, what about you? Unless I do a Morbius. I just keep delaying them. Or I don't see him. Don't say you. Don't, that's blasphemy. <laughs> don't say that. Yeah, I'm getting sick of Marvel. The same old, same old. Yeah, have a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if um, they're still working on a movie and one's already finished and in the can, so to speak. Um, yeah, why not? Uh, considering we're still dealing with um, uh, multiverse stuff and. This is going to uh, take place within that sort of multiverse sort of timeline that Marvel is doing. I think still ride that sort of wagon for people because to this date we haven't watched Multiverse of Madness yet. So soon. Well, soon. Um, very soon. Very soon. Very very soon. <laughs> Couple of days. Couple of days. <laughs> uh, yeah, trailer thought. Come back in. There we go. And maybe because this uh, multiverse of madness film is going to be so big and hyped so big that a lot of people maybe go, "We want more. We want more multiverse stuff." So, so I'm guessing it will probably be a benefit as well because it'll be the next sort of multiverse thing unless uh, uh, Love and Thunder will have some multiverse elements in it. Which, possibly. Don't know. Well, we didn't get the trailer until, like, very recently. And that comes out soon as well. So, um, yeah, all for it. Mm. 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 And at least, at least it's kind of good to see that... Um uh, you know, fully you made me think of this talking about the order of the movies. Like clearly, these two are interchangeable in where they take place. So that's that's kind of good to know. The because like because the opposite of of that would be oh, if the Marvels are supposed to come out first and it's not finished filming, then we delay that and then delay everything else, which we don't want because we're done with that. No mm. more. So this is a good 
scenario for us. So that makes sense. All right. Um, switching to some Sony Marvel news now. Um, Sony officially this week at CinemaCon confirmed Venom 3 is in the works. Um, no confirmation as to uh, who's directing. Obviously, Tom Hardy will be starring uh, unless something drastically goes wrong between now and then. Um, whenever that's coming out, we don't know. Um, don't really know what it's going to be about either. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if there's any connections between the MCU and and Venom. And given what Morbius is trying to do or was failing miserably at trying to do in their post credit scenes. So who knows? I don't know. Um, but I'm keen for a third Venom film, I will say. I did. I, I do enjoy these movies. Like, they're not the best uh, superhero films going around, but I've seen worse. So, um, you know, and it's just fun to watch Tom Hardy be hilarious for 90 minutes. <laughs> talking to himself. Uh, talking to himself, yeah. More for actors talking to themselves lately. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I bring it on, I say. Um Fulia, have you seen the Venom movies? I can't remember. I've only seen the first one. I haven't seen the second one yet. Okay. I will eventually get around to it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm going to do the same thing when they did with the first one and just take my time. <laughs> hey, look, by all accounts, Venom Let There Be Carnage was better than Space Jam and New Legacy. So... Okay. <laughs> you might be Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll have to check it out soon then. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you have any thoughts on a third film, uh, or or not really? I feel I feel like maybe Venom should have maybe ended at the second one. Like even though I haven't seen the second one yet, I I don't know how much more there could be. I, I don't know. You, you tell me. Like, is there more <laughs> that they could really do? Well. <laughs> Do they really need a third one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I got a couple of thoughts. But... Yes, go on, Michael. Yes, give us, go give, on. Give us your thoughts. Considering what happened with Morbius, they need Venom 3 to do to try and do what they're doing. Uh, considering... Right. Uh, I've, there's, there's only hearsay that uh, has come out that... Um, uh, there, there is supposed to be a Spider-Man in this sort of uh, Sony Marvel yeah. universe, and it was originally going to be um, Andrew Garfield, but Andrew said no. So that's why the end of Morbius may have been a bit of a mess of them trying to set up something that is pretty much a dog's breakfast of what they have that's why that's why the explanation of why uh vulture is in this universe is still unclear and the reasons that they have like they know of a spider-man excuse me they know of a spider-man but they haven't set that up yet and they say and they said there there is a spider-man and we'll know about it soon so Sony's doing something, and I think uh, them doing Venom because, in all intents and purposes, it was a lot. It was a lot better than Morbius, and yes. the audience knows that that character 
a lot better than getting something new. So, um, except, you know, in the pipeline, they've got Craven the Hunter as well as Madam Web down the, down the track as well. And they announced El Muerto as well at CinemaCon. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a There's a lot of eggs in their basket. Uh, yeah, a character that uh, ha- has only been in three comics. Yeah, I find that so bizarre. <laughs> so, okay, e- even diehard fans are going, "Fucking who?" <laughs> yeah, the memes. The memes this week were quite funny. Like, see, like you know, things that Sony are going to make. Like, I saw this one meme that was just like a grid of different like logos, and it was like. Uh, characters from the Tobey Maguire trilogy, like his landlord and the girlfriend and the fucking the landlord's wife and like some other sh- and the like the wrestler from that he defeated. Yeah, like all this shit. I thought that was someone. Okay, that's where we're at. Good Sony, good stuff. They're doing. They make they make one good franchise. They can't get anything else right. Yeah, they're they're um <laughs> they're doing the equivalent of throwing spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Unfortunately. Um, I can't remember if we talked about this last week or we we haven't... We're, I'm having a look at the the run sheet. Uh, that um, into the, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse third one has a has a title? Um, I, I don't think... I think the title announcement came after we talked about the, the delay on, on part one. But it, what's, what's the title again? Uh, beyond, beyond the Spider Verse. Uh, so it's into, across, across and, and beyond. beyond. Okay. And a nice. lot of people are speculating, expe- uh, speculating, that uh, Miles Morales is poss- possibly going to be thrown into live action after this trilogy. I would be very pleased with that. With that. Because considering we've already got like an origin story, so they can just go on the ground running with that. Yep. I'm happy Done. with that. But I'm happy with that. Come on, Sony. You can do this. <laughs> <laughs> God, Sony, Sony is becoming the new Fox pretty quickly, which I hope is true because that means my, um, Disney will buy them out. Uh, that, that's never going to happen. I, no, don't. No. Um, all intents and purposes, um, no, I don't want Disney to own more shit. <laughs> I mean, having said that, don't want to get political. I do hope that Disney throws Florida under the bus. Anyway. <laughs> if you're following that, it's sort of hard to pick sides with that because they're, they're both bad. But I reckon <laughs> Disney is probably going to pack up and leave. <laughs> you know, screw this, we're going to Kansas. Good. Good. So anyway, Good. Uh, yes. I, I'm I'm more than happy to see what they come up with. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, Venom Three, bring it on. Yeah, let's 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 do it. All right, uh, we should now cross the pond as we do and talk about DC because 
Also at CinemaCon this week, Matt Reeves came out and confirmed officially that uh, The Batman 2 is in the works. Oh, they confirmed it, did they? They confirmed it. (laughs) We don't know if there's going to be a sequel. We'll see what happens. See what happens, what happens. Oh, we're doing a second one. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look, no one is surprised. No. (laughs) No one is surprised. And look, Amy Pascal had been talking about a Venom 3 since the end of last year, so it's not entirely a shock either. Um, But it is nice to see a confirmation that it's officially happening. Matt Reeves is coming back to direct, and uh, Battenson and Zoe Kravitz are back on board to reprise their roles as well. So um, Robert Battenbat. Robert Battenbat, yep. He's coming back, which makes me very happy. Mm. Um, so, yeah, hopefully they, they uh, you know, just make another fantastic movie. I'm sure they will. Um, and if they're going to lean into Barry Keehan's Joker even more so, then they just better do it the right way. Because, yeah. I hope not. Yeah, I really hope they go, let's do you know, Mr. Freeze instead, or let's do Scarecrow. Or I mean, we've had this discussion before, but you know, yeah. we know, you know how we feel about this one, people. Do someone else and just have Joker in the background. Exactly. He can be the guy you, that Batman goes to talk to in Arkham for like advice. Which he did. Which he did. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> Technically. That makes sense. Um, but now I'm, yeah, very excited to see that this is, officially officially happening mike how are you feeling about this one? Oh, i'm more than happy um i'm really enjoy this sort of ta- take on batman uh more than mm. i thought um i think me too where they filmed it especially in scotland uh it uh out of all the gothams i really like this gotham dank disgusting cobblestones you can see it's sort of like uh it's it's the gothic take that i quite like in gotham because uh, that's where the name is <laughs> and the sort of noir sort of stuff so more than happy and as i said before please don't do joker please do another do another un do another villain that's hasn't been done before or just revamp it i mean uh i've he- heard a, a good case about mr freeze uh, but there was also that Arkham sort of thing that's cu- coming out as well. So hopefully, yeah, that sort of series. And if that's going to be a, a thing as well, so if they got got an idea, then go for it because I really enjoyed it and loved it, and better than Nolan. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate Nolan. But no. <laughs> no, fair enough. Totally fair enough. Yeah. yeah. The Batman versions with all the stupid voices. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Um, keeping on the DC now as we move on. Um, got some unfortunate news to share because we had some cancellations uh, on the DCW this mm. week. Uh, one after the other, they fell. Batwoman and Legends of Tomorrow, unfortunately, are no more. Um, both shows have been cancelled. 
that discovery acquisition is taking effect. Yeah, I think so. Well, they said they were revamping DC, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, because they haven't... They didn't officially say what the reason was for the cancellations. Nothing... They didn't mention ratings. They didn't mention, uh, you know, plans for the Arrowverse, if you even call it that anymore, um, going forward. But, uh, yeah, the hints do seem to be the the discovery acquisition of um, Warner Brothers. Yeah. and they've been trying to sell the CW as a network for a, since, like, last year. So, yeah. Who knows? Very upsetting. I mean, I'd stopped watching both of these shows, so I'm not too miffed about it. Because, as I've, you know, long said on this podcast, when Arrow finished and they did their epic crisis crossover, I was satisfied and I walked away from the series. So, even though I was really enjoying Legends of Tomorrow, like, it's... Out of all of the shows, it was probably it became one of my favorites. It started off pretty terribly, but then it actually got really, really good uh, once it figured out what it, you know, what worked for it and what didn't. Um, Batwoman was a different story. I only saw the first season, um, and then Ruby Rose stepped away, and I had no interest in returning. And because I, I just leads being recast and shit, it's just sometimes it just doesn't. I don't know. Although I did hear good things about. Um, you know, the new character, Ryan Wilder, coming in. So, but yeah, now it's over. Batwoman, three seasons all up, and Legends of Tomorrow uh, hit its, or just finished its seventh season uh, only a few weeks ago. So, yeah, no more. Um, The Flash, however, is still going and is going to be having a ninth season soon. Um, But there are talks of that that being its last um, because there's also this Gotham Knights TV series that Greg Belanti is working on, so that might be the future of DC on the CW. Who knows? Um, yeah, sad to see these ones go. Um, Fulia, how are you feeling about these cancellations? Look, to be honest, I haven't actually been keeping up with them. I haven't even watched Batwoman at all, and Legends of Tomorrow, I have only seen the crossover events that happened throughout you know, when Arrow was still a, still on. So um, in that instance, like, it doesn't really um, affect me very much. Um, but I do have to say I, I am sort of, like, you know, sad to hear that Batwoman only after three seasons is being cancelled. Um, they, they obviously didn't give it much of a chance or maybe the ratings were just not that great. Um, and, but at least with uh, Legends of Tomorrow, they've had you know, seven good seasons, they've had their run, so I suppose, you know, that's probably where they feel like they need to end it. Hopefully they ended the series, like, with a good ending. (laughs) Yeah, I hope so too, because, yeah, Yeah. it's not, we all know there's nothing worse than a show without closure, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lie to me, thanks. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Still bitter? Yeah. Still bitter! (laughs) (laughs) But um yeah no look uh I'm it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see whether or not like I don't know because I haven't seen that woman I have no idea whether or not it's last it's last season ended on a cliffhanger of any kind um so if they have people are going to have questions and they're not going to find out <laughs> No no Sad so face. um fanfic anyone <laughs> You don't do fanfics. We learnt that. 
Yes, this is true. I don't, but other people do. So that's probably what's going to happen. Ah, <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, cool. All right, Mike. What about you? Did you ever really dabble in any of the Arrowverse stuff? No, not really. Um, it was just I'm more of a movie guy when it, when it deals with DC. I mean, fair enough. I try. Uh, but I sort of go, oh, this sort of thing. It's a, um, probably probably the um, Flash. I actually watched a bit more than than most because it was like one of the first, except for Arrow. Yeah, I get that. But but um, yeah, hopefully the Flash will have a good ending, and then I can just binge watch it because I tend to do that. Just watch stuff after it's finished, and. Hopefully for this last flash, they'll set up that he falls into the uh, live-action movie game, and <laughs> he'll be the replacement of the Barry Allen that that that's in the Snyderverse. Wishful thinking, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, seven seasons is pretty pretty awesome feat. I mean, yeah, and yeah. Good on them, and hopefully they'll rejigger everything to have a coherent sort of story. If it's all connected to each other, mm. which have, which they have done, but now they can pretty much put put a full stop to it and uh, do something else. Yes. Cool. I have spoken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Queel. Um, our last bit of news uh, to discuss before we move on out um, is another cool announcement that came out of CinemaCon this week, and that was confirmation of a sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. So Ghostbusters Five, which is more accurately Ghostbusters Four, right? I've seen. I've seen. Um... A headline that had five on it, and I can and I can already preemptively think a lot of people won't like that. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. I mean, it's it's te- it will technically be be the fifth Ghostbusters film, just only the fourth in this continuity. Yeah, um, that's if yeah. they count too. Hey, look! They can now do look. They they did Ghostbusters Afterlife, which which paid homage perfectly to the original film. Now they get to do that with Ghostbusters too. And I know a lot of people probably won't like that, <laughs> but I don't care. I'm here for that. Like, <laughs> give me Peter McNichol doing weird accents again. Like, yeah. you know, give me give me fucking Vigo, the Carpathian. I want him again, please. Um, I agree. Yeah. We, considering um, we we've done Goza, yes, done Goza to death. Let's do let's do another thing. Yeah, well, yeah, they don't even have to reference number two. They could just, you know, just do some... an original ghost now. I yeah. suppose. Um, I look. I honest. If I'm really bringing it down to how I'm feeling about this news, I am of very much of two minds about this one because. Ghostbusters Afterlife was almost perfect to me and gave me the best fucking closure on this franchise. I like I still 
get emotional thinking about how much I fucking cried mm. <laughs> watching that movie. It was so good. Oh, and I'm going to cry again just talking about it. Far out. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't want, I don't particularly want another movie. That was, I'm fine with that. But they are bringing us another one. So, I mean, at the end, they kind of hinted that, you know, Winston may be doing something with the original Firehouse. So, I don't know. Um, it would be lovely to see McKenna Grace and Finn, and Finn Wolfhard come back. Or get Paul Rudd and Carrie Coon to come back. Like, you know, have this new generation somehow, you know, carrying on the Spengler family name, I suppose. I don't know. Um... But yeah, whatever they decide to do, I just hope it's good. And it's, it's going to be a real shame that Ivan Reitman is no longer with us to see um, where the franchise goes. But hopefully they get Jason to come back and direct this movie. Because, um, yeah, I don't know. I I'm, My money is kind of on they probably won't. Because it took so long for this third film to get off the ground. Um, they were waiting for the right script for so long. So I just, yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd be surprised if Jason Reitman said yes. Um, to this, unless unless it was just as fantastic as Afterlife was, so who knows? We'll see. Fulia, what do you reckon about this? How 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 does this sit with you? Uh, well, look, um, being a, a newbie to the Ghostbusters universe, um, I I feel like you're right, Kendall, in the sense that I think the third, I think Afterlife was a good ending like a nice closure to the whole franchise. Yeah. I I don't feel like we need this second this sequel to be honest. Um it just though that uh afterlife pretty much rounded off really well. And it needs to stay that way, I think. So this for me is a I really don't need this. I don't need a sequel to Afterlife. I'm happy with what we got. Um and I'll watch it over and over again. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm cool with this not happening at all, to be honest. Yeah, that's that's totally fair enough. Will you watch it though? <sighs> Depends. I have to see a trailer. Okay. Yeah. We we wait for trailer park. The deciding a, vote. In a year yeah. or two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, um, Mike. Um, how are you feeling about this as an OG Ghostbusters fan? Um, if there is a story, I mean, they they did sort of slap something together at the end to of the um, afterlife to show, yeah, this could be something if uh, this movie is semi-successful, and it was, um, and hopefully it's more of a passing of the torch and being set back in New York. I think if they deal with something that's a bit like a uh, bit like the second one where it's basically getting the band back together but it's a new new string of people um I reckon get Paul Rudd back uh to become a ghostbuster and then I don't know th- you know three others and and just have a brief brief cameo of the uh, Spanglers I mean they they've sort of done their story uh, of like a coming of age story as well as uh, find, finding yourself and finding the truth of your family, which which was good, it fitted nicely. Uh, but unfortunately, there are people out there that that 
didn't particularly like the fact that Afterlife was uh, melancholy and emotional where the original Ghostbusters weren't. They were just, it was a comedy. I mean, yeah, Afterlife was a comedy, but it was different. I mean, you, you could sort of see like the jokes working when Paul Rudd was on <laughs> on screen uh, um, with uh, Phoebe and and that sort of dynamic. So if they do something more, more of that, I'll be more happy. Uh, I love the melancholy stuff. I mean, but I'm a sentimental person. But I can sort of see what people were get, uh, had sort of their gripes about. But I reckon if they do something like that, set set in New York, a new string of Ghostbusters, a new villain. Uh, I'm not expecting Goza uh, uh, or um, Vigo to come back. Uh, just leave that for a second one. I mean, that can be its own thing. But I, re- I reckon something new, something different. And, and yeah, uh, well, multiverses are fun. Why don't we do it with a sort of a multiverse story? <laughs> <laughs> and then it would expla- explain um, 2016 Ghostbusters. Yeah. And then they can cross cross in between, cross the streams. Yeah, but so can you, yeah, oh yeah, Ghostbusters, cross the streams. Cro- cross the streams, the time streams. Cross, yeah. But then can you imagine how pissed off some people are going to get if they see fucking Christian, Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy show up? And I'm like, I'll be I'll be OK with it. But I don't think a lot of people would be. Not if they got the OGs as well. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, if you got Bill, Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd, for example. Yeah. And we got with, you got Winston yeah. as the benefactor. So he'll be. Yeah. In it anyway. Yeah. Ernie, Ernie Hudson. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not thinking. Uh, I'm not thinking. Um, uh, ooh, name the faces. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Potts. Yeah, Annie Potts. Annie Potts. What's her name? Janine Melnitz. Janine. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm not expecting her to be secretary again. No. Um, but you can you, you can ha- have them like doing a bit more of a, a cameo role. Like coming in and out, not necessarily them. So I can see potential, but needs a story. Mm-hmm. And Ivan, uh, no, not Ivan, sorry, Jason, um, uh, had a story that he pitched and says, "I have a, I have a story for what a third Ghostbusters could be," and they went went with it. And if he has a story for five. Okay, but if he doesn't, then it's hard to do a story that you don't know or even build from the ground up because people are demanding it. So, it needs to be a good story. Mm. Otherwise, okay. you get otherwise you get number two. I like number two. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like some aspects in number two, but. It's a. It was an uphill battle, especially after, especially after one. I know. It's like <laughs> you can't top number one. Number number one is lightning in a bottle. Like it's, it's one of the best, you know, sci-fi comedies ever made, if not the best. By accident. Yeah, by complete accident. It's a story where there isn't really a story. The the main characters do not learn anything. There's no. 
a central there's no central theme there's no growth there's no growth all all we know is uh all we know is don't cross the streams but by the end they cross the streams it doesn't <laughs> it's the best non it's the best non movie that shouldn't have worked but it worked yeah and we're glad it did yeah yeah Okay. And of course, Sony needs fucking something to hold on to. <laughs> Far out. Oh god. Okay. This is the this is the bashing Sony episode yeah. of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God. Oh. Well, we just want them to succeed. You know, we just we just want them to do well. It's not our fault they keep making shite. Anyway. <laughs> bad decisions. Bad. Bad decisions. Okay, that's the nerdy news done, which means it's now time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Trailer park time, let's go. Starting with a uh, trailer for Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Um... Uh, what the know. fuck is this movie? I don't, think... <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know if this is going to be good. To be honest, I'm not entirely sold. I mean, I'm look. I'm not a huge fan. Like I wasn't a huge like avid watcher of Chippendale when I was a kid. I remember seeing it on on TV at some point, um, but I don't remember like actively sitting down and not missing episodes, sort of watching it. So I'm very aware of who they are. Um, but this movie, this movie, I don't know who this movie's made for because it doesn't feel like, it feels like they're trying to cater to our generation that watched it when we were kids and now we're adults. And so we want something that's a bit more mature maybe, or a bit meta. Meta humor is very popular. Let's do a meta movie with Chip and Dale where they don't really do the rescue ranger thing, but they sort of, and it's like a crime comedy. Who knows? I, I, I don't know. And then there's, you know, there's Hugh framed Roger Rabbit vibes with the animation slot. Like that's the only, that is for me the only interesting part about this movie, apart from the voice cast. Cause I am like kind of, you know, okay with Andy Samberg and John Mulaney voicing Chip and Dale. I mean, I could take that or leave it, but I love those two actors, so that's cool. But, I mean, the animation's interesting, the fact that it's like a live-action world, yet there are 2D characters that exist inside this world, and it's not just one style of 2D, like there's an anime girl in the crowd at one point, um, various Disney characters, of course, um, so that's kind of cool. And I did really like, I think my favourite thing in this trailer, actually, was the... Um, the like the CGI animation surgery or whatever he called it. I did take the CGI surgery. CGI surgery. I was like, that's that's a good line. Because like because then it explains, I guess, suppose why you know why Dale looks like a three D rendered character, whereas Chip is still in his two D classic format. Um, but yeah, I. I don't think I'm going to watch this. This movie, this sorry, this movie, this trailer did not win me over mm-hmm. in any way. It looks like a hot mess. 
I don't think it's going to be a good movie. I'm sorry. I'm not on board. Um, Fulia, <laughs> how are you feeling about this one? As the animation sort of person on the podcast. Yes, yes. yes. The, a- <laughs> the animation connoisseur of, of, of Fred. Uh, I Like you, Kendall, I never really watched Chippendale um, because I never really had Disney growing up. We did have, you know, Foxtel and... Was it the, what was the other one? Oztel or something like that? Oz, um, no, Ozstar. Ozstar, yeah. Ozstar was the original at, name. At Oztar. one point when I was still in primary school, but I think it was like random episodes that popped up that I may have seen. Um, I know that Chippendale originally came from the Donald Duck series mm. of oh, okay. like cartoons. Right. Um, where, you know, he... So Donald Duck is essentially the wily coyote to the to the Roadrunner, which is Chippendale. Um, so I kind of do know them from that. Um, and then obviously they branched out and got their own series. Uh, I know that the series is on Disney Plus, so I might dabble into actually watching it. There's about 65 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if I'll be able to get it done by the time this film comes out. Um, but I would be interested to see where their characters sort of started and ended in terms of this trailer. Yeah. It's a little muddled up. Yeah. Okay. You know, it may not look that great, but I'm still going to see it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still going to watch it. I feel like I, I owe it to myself to see this, and sort of get a little bit more enlightened, I suppose, about Chip and Dale themselves, the characters themselves. Um, I I love the fact that it's like they're, they're supposed to be from the same universe and yet one has CG and one's 2D. So um, it's kind of quirky in that sense. I really like that. And I really did enjoy watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit um so that was that was interesting and then you know bringing it into nowadays is actually really cool too in the modern time um the other thing i will mention a couple of the bits and pieces like the little humor that they added into this um and yes the fact that there's so many disney characters that i spotted in that my god like try and count them all in that trailer yeah uh And yes, anime as well, which was interesting. <laughs> um, the one thing that really got me to giggle was them doing their little um, talking at the same time, saying the same thing and like sort of like jinxing themselves. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. And especially when they said the whole, you know, um, drinking non-specific branded cola. <laughs> Because they can't use Coca-Cola in their movie. Could be an yeah, LA was... ice, could be a Pepsi, don't know. <laughs> Just like a bland, we can't use the brand, so we'll say non-specific. That was <laughs> funny. That was a good little good little um, joke there. So, um, I'm look, you may not want to see it, Kendall. That's totally fine. I'll pick one for the team again. <laughs> like Space Jam. And I'll watch this. Hey, hey, you missed it. But I, I have taken one for the team. <laughs> in the week, in the weekly watchings, I mentioned the thing and I'm not going to say anymore. 
dang it, now I have to wait until I edit the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Now you become the listener. (laughs) Well, let us know how it is, and I hope it's a good experience for you, Fulia. I hope so, too. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Fingers crossed. All right, Mike, how are you sitting with this trailer? What do you reckon? You should wish me well, too. Oh no! <laughs> I'm gonna watch it as well. Hey, <laughs> I'm probably I'm probably the only one on this podcast who is really intrigued and thinking this is probably going to be the best thing <laughs> ever. <laughs> I hope so. I, I honestly, I will pray for you both. Because um, <laughs> I love the fact that that uh, when the word was it was going to be a um, a Chippendale sort of movie. Um, and it's going to be, uh, and it's going to be like a, a reboot or anything like that. But this isn't a reboot. This is this is a a um, a continuation, or yeah. whatever they call it. And, of their story, yeah. Yeah, and um, a lot of people were thinking, well, it, it could work. You could have like CG characters because that's what the show was. It was pretty much. Um, uh, these characters, but the, there's also humans involved, so um, it was it can be like a live action sort of thing, but with Chippendale and the Rescue Rangers, uh, with with um, the other characters as well being either CGI or anything like that, or heaven forbid that Tom and Jerry sort of bullshit two D animation yeah. crap. Um, but when the tra- when the first trailer popped out, it's like. And it was completely different to what we were expecting, that it was a show within that universe and they actually make reference to um, uh, uh, Roger Rabbit. So that would mean it's going to be like a Roger Rabbit sort of uh, take on this. So therefore, it's... You don't have to watch Chippendale, the original show, to actually get this. It's its its own thing, so they can write themselves out of, well, you don't need to know about Chippendale. It's something different. It's it's the character it's the characters in real life. And mm-hmm. and I just think that's a really interesting take. That that you don't need to have like a a, a psychopelia solid knowledge of a certain TV show to actually get this. It's its its own thing, and it's actually a critique of, um, like, f- uh, fan culture um, and expectations of what, what uh, a retelling or a retake or anything like that. And, and it pretty much making fun of itself and also making references to things that aren't... Uh, um Disney as well which is weird they they reference like <laughs> they they reference Elvin and the Chipmunks yeah, yeah. don't thought, Dis- Disney own them now I don't think they do it's uh, it's on it's on Disney plus yeah they're cuz the movies were made by Fox yeah yeah but so they also- own the movies but they don't own Elvin outright yeah no 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 yeah that's what I mean yeah but but also there's there's also references to different things as well that aren't D- Disney like there's there's um My Little Pony as well <laughs> and and like if you a lot of people will say when Chip and Dale are sort of looking at like the collage of different bits from 
cartoons, which that's fucking weird. <laughs> like you see, so you you got like Jimmy Neutron's hair. You've got you've got a Smurf hat. You've got you've got all these other characters as well, including Ipkiss from Our Real Monsters. Yeah, what Ipkiss was there? Well, his mouth. Oh, okay. I missed this. It's because it's going on to the fact that there's someone out there actually taking bits and pieces from cartoons and putting them together or some nefarious reasons. Mm. So it's sort of like the um, uh, the Batman villain Hush where he's sort of taking bits of pieces to make him look like Bruce Wayne so he can um, commit crimes and actually blame it on Bruce Wayne. It's <laughs> I don't know. But but I'm sort of really intrigued. It's it's out of left field, it's not making itself serious, and you got Seth Rogen talking to Seth Rogen. Yeah, that made me laugh. I liked I forgot about that part. That was that was good. <laughs> the character that he's playing in this film as well as playing uh, Pumba from the live yeah, action. From the live from the live action Lion live King. Action Lion King. I reckon yeah, I reckon it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like you're right, Michael. I think it's gonna be fun in a really strange way. <laughs> yeah, it's something new, something different, and I like it. It's not necessarily yeah. like like something that we were expecting. Mm, exactly, which I like. Okay, and it's also well, it's also yeah, it's meta humor as well, and it's. It's uh, it's its own universe as well, and J.K. Simmons is a <laughs> is 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 um Gumby. Yeah, it looked like Gumby. <laughs> Slicing his hand. Yeah, with a cheese slicer. <laughs> so I'm all for this. So when uh, when if when uh when when Kendall. <laughs> yes, when. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to not burp. Um. So when are me and Fulia watching this on Disney Plus? On Disney Plus, you will be watching Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers on the twentieth of May. Yay! Not to, not long to go. Not long to go. Like three weeks. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Well, let me know how it goes. Um, I, I could be say- bitterly disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> I like, hope not. Wow. It's from, gonna... it's from fucking Lonely Islands, so... That's... Well, it's Andy Samberg, really, yeah. Well, Andy Samberg and also uh, one of the other guys is actually directing it. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's al- he also directed... Um, um, all the other ones. <laughs> Pop stars, <laughs> if you've seen that movie. Oh, yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah, Kiva Schaefer, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that pop star movie. That's and, good. And I like Hot Rods as well. Yeah, Hot Rod, Hot Rod is great. Yeah, originally it was supposed to be a film for um, uh, Will Ferrell, but that it, makes sense. It went to the essentially the Lonely Island guys doing doing their thing. Yeah, nice. All for the Lonely Island, very much. Okay, let's move on to our second trailer this week, which is uh, appropriately our second trailer for Jurassic World Dominion. Um, I wish I hadn't seen this trailer. 
Uh, I hate to continue to be negative, but I'm I'm literally now going to manage my expectations with this movie. I am this this trailer concerned me. <laughs> I feel terrible. I mean, look, I'm still excited. I'm still excited, but for some reason, I don't know. There's just something about this this trailer that just gave off like you know the Fast and Furious franchise, but with dinosaurs, like just nonsensical, just big action set pieces just for the sake of it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I'm negative about it, but I just didn't like it. Like, I love the first trailer. The first trailer was so good. They did such a good job cutting that together, but this trailer for some reason just didn't, I didn't like it as much. Um, yeah. But that's okay. I'm still going to see the movie. Mm. Uh, I'm very excited for the movie. So, uh, and I hope it's good. I really do. Um, and I, I, I'm just concerned that um, it's going to be. Well, it's probably not going to be entirely like this. But it just made me think of Independence Day Resurgence, wherein they brought back the OG characters just to kill them off, because <laughs> that's what they did in that movie. Um, so spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> yes, I'm sure so many people are angry that I spoiled uh, Independence Day 2 for them. Um, but because <laughs> I'm like the only person that watched that movie and liked it. Um, yeah, what was I saying? Um, because this, there's this one part in this trailer where fucking Laura Dern is like screaming. And I'm like, somebody's gonna die. And I'm not okay with that. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want to take it back. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Um, Fulia, what were your... Hi. What were, hi, hello. <laughs> what, were your, what were your thoughts on, on this second trailer for Jurassic World Dominion? Well, I haven't seen the first one. Well, you should go so. watch that one instead and ignore <laughs> this. <laughs> the first one? As in the first trailer to this movie. Oh. Yes. I thought you meant the movies. Well, I haven't seen any of the movies. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, we've already had this discussion, I think. So, safe to say, I'm probably not going to watch this one. <laughs> it's just Dane Thor. But, um... <laughs> I... I am kind of intrigued about um, the OG characters coming back now. Yeah. Um, you're right, Kendall. I feel like someone's dying. If they kill Jeff Goldblum, I swear to God. (laughs) They can't kill him. He's too humble. (laughs) I know. Although I don't know what his character's like in the actual films, but you know. No, no, he's great. Like, he's, yeah, he's great. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't have much else to say. No, that's okay. That's fine. Um, Mike, what was your take on this on this trailer? Did you like it more than I did? Um, well, I can sort of see what you're talking about. Um, I'm going to watch this movie regardless because the first one, yeah. the first trailer was so so awesome. Yeah, and it got me ju- it got my juices flowing because I was sort of going to ride off this thing after um, uh, four of fall- fallen kingdom. So, mm. Sort of left with a bitter taste in my mouth. It's like, mm-hmm. okay. Mm. Yeah. But I do like the fact that they're bring, bringing back the um, OG characters for the final one. 
and not necessarily having them plastered in the first one just to say, hey, we got the OGs, we're just replace, we're going to replace them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're going to kill off Han Solo in the first one and then kill off <laughs> Luke Skywalker in the second one and then ki- kill off um, uh, Leia because, you know, it's fitting and it, it we can't really do much because our hands are tied. Um, yeah, um, I'm more than happy to wa- watch this just to have a bit of fun. It's scary. I showed the trailer to my little girl, and she she thought thought it was great as well. Because <laughs> she's because she's into the the um, dinosaurs as well, and it's like it's like well, these are a bit scary. It's like dinosaurs aren't scary. And it's like oh boy, I'm gonna have to give you an education. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I watched the first Jurassic Park when I was five, and I'm okay, I guess. <laughs> yes, you are. Thank you. I'm not okay. <laughs> oh, Fulia. Traumatized as a child. Bah, you grow out of it. <laughs> you're fine. Or you turn that. Yeah, I'm fine. You turn I'm that fine. trauma into so- something else, like art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chomp. Or you Chomp. just, you know, create an alternate personality so you don't have to deal with it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I wish I did. <laughs> you just made me sad. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, We're going to get sad later. Sorry. <laughs> uh, childhood sorry. trauma. It's always childhood, fun childhood trauma. to explore. So much fun. Yeah. So when are we going to be watching this? Well, I can tell you we will be watching, maybe not for you, but we will be watching Jurassic World Dominion on the 9th of June. Cool. Enjoy. We will, hopefully. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think it'll be better than, than Fallen Kingdom, but who knows? Well, it's supposed to be like tying up all six. Yeah. Supposedly. Hmm. Uh, we shall see. All right. Got one more trailer to talk about. What's that? And I'm very excited to talk about this one. Of course. Oh, of course you are. Oh, of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> no surprises here. No surprises here. Uh, this is our first trailer for the upcoming Apple TV Plus series called The Essex Serpent. Starring my wonderful man, Tom Hiddleston. Ooey. Uh, <laughs> and Claire Danes. Um, this is a series based on a book um, set in the 1890s about a community that is kind of um, enthralled in paranoia uh, because they believe a mythical beast might be attacking their townspeople um, after a girl goes missing and turns up dead. Um and Claire Danes comes to town to be like, what the hell's going on? Um, and then there seems to be a bit of a love triangle between her and Tom Hiddleston's character and uh, his wife's uh, character. Um, well, yeah, the character of his wife in the in the thing. So, yeah. Well, and it's sort play- of a love square. A love, love square. Because you're forgetting one person. And that is God. Oh, yes. Well, I was just about to mention, he's playing a vicar, so there's that. Um, Ooh, vicar. Yes, yeah, a hot... Faster. Hot, 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 yeah. 
pasta. Hot, hot pasta. Hot pasta. I'll take it. Oh, we'll take it. Slurp it up. <laughs> yes. Give it to me. Um, yeah, look, I've been obviously I've been aware of this series for a long time, so I'm like to finally see some footage for it has made me very, very happy. Uh, it looks even better than I thought it would, would be. Um, so that's cool. I kind of am looking forward to watching this show, not just for Tom Hiddleston, but because of the... It looks like it's going to really kind of tackle some really cool aspects of humanity and human nature and, like, the way, you know, the arguments of, like, you know, faith versus science um, and all of that stuff and, like, you know, you know, the way paranoia can grip a collective group of people and and all of this. And I was kind of... I, I've seen the trailer a couple of times now, but when I watched it most recently for the podcast, it made me think of Midnight Mass a little bit, which is a show on Netflix I watched last year. Um, that was very good. Very, very different to this, but it's similar in the fact that it's about a seaside town, or specifically Midnight Mass's case, it's a town that uh, isolated on an island. But they have this, um, you know, uh, priest who, you know, is basically the the figurehead of, of the, of the, of the township and everyone looks to him for guidance and reassurance when all these crazy things start happening with a mythical beast. So it just kind of made me think of that and, and wonder if Tom Hiddleston's character is going to be this guy who's maybe, you know, not all he seems on the surface. Um, that could be cool. I don't know if that's what it's going to be, but, um, but yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited to to see Tom in something that's not Loki, believe it or not. Because mm. as much as I love Loki, I was starting to get worried about his career <laughs> being yeah. sh- shoehorned into theatre and Loki. Um, so it's just nice to see him back on 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 a screen doing uh, doing something and playing a character he's never played before either. Like he's never played a religious figure or a or a husband or a father at all in anything he's done. So, um, yeah, so I'm very, very excited. What are you talking about? Loki gave birth to a horse. (laughs) Not in the MCU. Not yet. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) Loki, season two. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Foal. Foal. Anyway, no, I think it looks looks really, really good. I'm I'm, I'm very intrigued by the story, um, and it looks visually uh, stunning as well. So... Uh, I hope it's good. Early reviews say it's good, so um, fingers crossed. Fulia, um, I know you don't mind a bit of the period drama. Um, how does this one strike you? Do you think you might check it out? I don't think I will be, to be honest. Okay. Um, probably not one of those type of dramas that I'm really interested in. So I most likely won't be seeing this one. Um, it does look like the the story itself is interesting. Uh, it just didn't really capture my um, my interest. Okay. Yeah, to go and actually go and watch it. So, but um, you know, I hope you will enjoy it. I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like the tables have turned now on the on the show. Like <laughs> from Chip and Dale to the Essex Serpent, you guys are gonna watch that, and I won't. And now. <laughs> It's reverse. Yep. It's definitely reverse now. It's okay. I expected that. It's fine. Reverse Uno card. <laughs> reverse Uno card. Fair enough. Um, Mike, what did you reckon of this trailer? Any any thoughts? Yeah, you're going to have to draw four. Because I'm not going to watch it either. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of in the same boat. Um, uh, 
it looks interesting. I mean, um, I'm guessing it would be more of a, is it really a supernatural thing or not? Mm. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, spoil myself if I am intending to watch it. I might, I might give it a go, like at least one episode, see how it goes. Because uh, I don't mind the period drama every now and again, um, especially if there's supernatural stuff. I mean, I like Stranger Things. That's the same. Yeah. <laughs> That's a period drama. It is. It is. With supernatural elements, uh, with stuff and happenings. Um, yeah, if... if uh, I'm not expecting it to be, like, super supernatural or the threat of it being supernatural. I think it would be just a, pl- a good little um, period piece. Uh, with a brief look, it, it's a, based on a book that came out in 2016. Yes. So it could be anything. I mean, it can't be like Jane Austen. It's like, oh, Jane Austen with zombies. Um, <laughs> I'm not expecting that. Uh, but, but you know, it could, it could be surprising. And, yeah, Tom Hiddleston is he's a good he's a he's a good actor I say uh, and Damn straight and playing playing off him what what am I talking about it's something that we haven't haven't seen in a while I mean not yeah as you said not playing Loki because that's all yeah. he's known for <laughs> he's never going to be Bond and. <laughs> <laughs> not with yeah, that attitude. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, okay. so yeah, it's it's not offensive. It's, I think, yeah, watching the trailer, it's okay. It's 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 got its mission, and yeah, it deals with like paranoia and the human condition in a time where you know where women are in life, and. And with that struggle between faith, faith and and belief, and different people's ideology is is also interesting as well. Um, that's if you like if you like that sort of thing. I mean, it's not everyone's bag. And yeah, I might watch the first episode. So when I when am I going to be watching the first episode, Kindle? Well, uh, you can catch the first two if you feel like it, because Apple is dropping episodes one and two for us uh, of the Essex Serpent on the thirteenth of May. On Apple Plus. On Apple TV Plus. Well, that's a no for me. <laughs> I don't have an Apple product. It goes all around that I don't have Apple. Okay, that's all right. So you tell it. You. you tell us if it's it's okay. And don't be, and don't be biased. I will try my darndest. <laughs> I will try my darndest not to be biased. Look, 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 look. I love Jared Leto and I didn't like Morbius. And I was very clear about that. So I can do it. Yeah, but the thing is, you, you like Tom more than Jared. <laughs> <laughs> She's met Jared, though. I have met Jared, though. Yes, true. Um, and yet her love for Tom still is way more. <laughs> it, oh. is. <laughs> it is. It is. Because Tom Hiddleston. He's off the market, though. Uh, no, he's getting married finally. 
It's crazy. Finally. Thought it was unfortunately. And not to me. And not to me. (laughs) (laughs) We were supposed to be betrothed. Anyway, let's not get into that. I will do my... What about my Tom Hiddleston shrine that I keep in the cupboard? (laughs) Actually, it's a bookshelf. (laughs) (laughs) It's like that that Hey Arnold shrine that that the Helga's got. (laughs) Made up of all the the bubble gum that she (laughs) steals from him. only I could literally turn my computer around. There is literally like three frames of Tom as Loki, like on my desk. <laughs> yep, there is. Uh, I am witness to this. You are witness to this. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, I will do my best to remain unbiased, but it's going to be hard. But we'll see how we go. Hard. It's going to be very hard. All right. That's done. Let's 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 move on yes. before I lose the plot completely. Because it is now time for the moment. <laughs> the segment. The section. <laughs> the part. <laughs> the place in the show we like to call. Popcorn culture. Sorry, I think my mic was weird. Like that. <laughs> and it's so. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> <laughs> so southern. God dang. God damn. <laughs> oh my goodness. Golly. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> Popcorn culture time. Yeah. Yep. Howdy, y'all. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> hey, y'all. Um, yes, popcorn culture time. Um, of course, of course, we are now here to discuss uh, the latest episode of Moon Knight, which is episode five, Asylum. Um, the penultimate episode. The penultimate episode. Yes. Um, well, um, the feels train has pulled into the station, like really, really hardcore. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's my general takeaway from this episode. <laughs> mm. um, I yeah, wow, I was floored. I was absolutely floored by this one. Um, And then, you know, I started seeing the comparisons to WandaVision. um, You know, how their penultimate episode of that was the episode when, you know, we got the most emotional about Wanda and Vision. Um, You know, this episode is giving us all the feels about Mark and Stephen and and their past and learning learning exactly why Stephen exists. Um, where he came from and, uh, how fucking tragic it is. Um, my goodness. Um, yeah, but I loved, I, I really loved this episode. I thought it was, it was awesome. Again, this show is just really getting better as it goes along and it really upsets me that that's the case because we've only got one episode left (laughs) and if the rumors are true that Oscar Isaac has not signed on for anything beyond this, then I'm going to be very upset. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, but who knows? Not the jump ahead. He does make it to heaven. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the hieroglyphs are on the wall. Yeah. Oh, God, no. Did I just have a bad... Oh, I just. I think I just had a bad thought. And I'm going to say it now because I'll forget it if I don't say it now. Um, I mean, part of this show has kind of been... Well, not very small part of the show has kind of been um, the fact that Konshu wants Layla as his new avatar, right? Mm. What is? What if this is how that happens? And what if Layla ends up because Stephen, sorry, because Mark is in the field of reeds, jumping to the end, yes, um, and you know he was they were trying to get out and get back, um, but that didn't happen. And you know, and they mentioned in this episode, obviously Layla's going to do. Something suicidal or something crazy in, to, to stop Harrow. So what if she ends up releasing Konshu and becoming... And episode six just has, like, no Oscar Isaac in it at all or something. Well, I don't know. I hope I'm not right about any of that. But I'm scared that I am. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think about that theory? I... I feel like we're still going to get Oscar Isaac. We're still going to see Mark in some form. Whether or not it means that he's going to try and find his way out of the... The the good place. The good place. <laughs> um, we shall see. Uh, in the next episode. I, for one, overall, felt like this episode was very much around the whole mental health topic. Yeah, very much. And I am here for it. I will definitely watch anything that includes something with mental health that touches on things that we are still uneducated about um, you know, one of them being, you know, having multiple personality disorder and the way it's just, it's sad the way that Mark ended up with making up Steven. Um, I was kind of like thinking to myself, holy crap, like this is, and, and then, you know, Steve finding out and just this, this whole episode just floored me. Um, I really enjoyed it. I learned so much about Mark, you know, his backstory and, you know, what he's been hiding this whole time. Um, and, yeah, just his story is just so sad. Yeah. He's been blamed all his life for something that wasn't really his fault. No. Like, he just... yeah. My goodness, like, I, don't, I can't imagine that kind of, that kind of seed being planted in your head from a child and then having to grow up with that thought through and then go through adulthood mm-hmm. with that thought as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed this, this episode. Overall. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Mike, what about you? What are what are your takeaways from this episode? Um, 
Yeah, um, I would like to take back what I said said about Mark last week. Uh, Which was? uh, Fuck this guy. (laughs) 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 You don't treat your woman like that. Not to excuse her or anything, but yeah, he was dealing with some stuff. And, Mm. (laughs) And I knew he was dealing with some stuff, but I didn't expect it to be something as... Horrific as an abusive um, parent, and yeah, and apparently that's actually a thing when you have uh, when you have that disorder that you it, it starts with when you're a child and you and you're going through um, pretty much abuse. You you find a way to actually get yourself out of that in any way, and that's why. And that's why Stephen is around, and his perceptive uh, perception of his world around him is not in reality. So it's a good it's a good uh, case to actually rewatch the entire show and see what see what how because uh, we get introduced to Stephen at the start and how how he's dealing with life. And a lot of people are, uh, are saying, well, that's probably in this episode we get the reason why his fish has has a smaller uh, um, uh, wing. One one flipper. One, one flipper is because of his brother and it was actually through um, Stephen's eyes that it had one flipper. And, mm. and after... Um, Mark was sort of coming back into Stephen's life during the episode, uh, during the show. Uh, his perception of the world around him was changing to what the world actually is, and that's yeah. why he was compla- complaining about um, his fish having two, two, yeah. two fins. And and the rewatch value is probably going to be awesome to to go back and see what what is going on, mm-hmm. and. And yeah, the sto- story with um, and it's always the fifth um, episode of these Marvel Marvel things are, are completely introspective sort of take of the char- character, and they need like yeah. this particular episode, like as you said, with Wonder Vision, with uh, going back and actually realizing what what Wanda was dealing with uh, from from an early age up to where she is now. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is when uh, uh, Falcon is actually realising he should take up the mantle for Captain America, even though that is deeped with uh, racial tension of him going back to... um, going back to... um, finding out pretty much the history of what the Captain America thing was, even with um, Rogers in the ice and that sort of time frame in between him frozen as well of what the world was actually going through with uh, a Captain America sort of idea, which was, yeah, blonde hair, blue eyes. That's it. That That's that's the America, but the America of be, being something else as well. And... Yeah, and this and I do like these I do like these episodes and it's 
yeah, I'm actually sort of wary of we've only got one or more episode to for everything to tie up. And I yep. like the like the fact that I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I did I did sort of guess what Loki was going, but <laughs> I like I like the fact that I don't know. Yeah. And the fa- fact that Oscar Isaac is not scheduled to do anything else, maybe, we don't know. And how how this is a short run series and hopefully they'll stick the landing. Otherwise, yeah, this will be like another Marvel TV show. But at the moment, this is probably going to be my favorite because I don't know anything about the character. There's nothing really tied to the MCU except for one reference, uh, which we'll probably touch on later on. And yeah, and I like the fact that this is dealing with a character that's introspectively going through the motions as well as mm-hmm. everything that he's dealing with is sort of maybe in his mind, maybe not, but it could be a real thing as well. Spirituality and all, all that stuff uh, I quite like. So mm. okay. that's sort of my take. Yeah, no, great. I love that. Um so one of the big questions that we've had for a little while now uh, is what's the deal with the third personality that is clearly there, but we don't ever see? Um, I only bring this up because it comes up at the, near the start of the episode, but basically I think we saw him in this episode. Yeah. Um, which I had a feeling was maybe a thing when I watched it the first time and then I, I, as I was scrolling through Tumblr reading about it all, there was this one post that basically broke down how the first scene where we go, like, after the screaming and everything, we go back into Harrow's office. Um, The person that's there, like, I love the way that... First off, I just love the way that scene was shot because it's cutting... The camera is cutting back and forth at first like different angles of of Oscar Isaac, right? And then he has different facial expressions in between the two. So, you know, I think we're led to really assume one's Stephen and one's Mark, right? That makes sense. But then right before he gets injected with that giant needle, that's the third personality. With a broken like, nose. With the broken nose, because we never saw, like, you know, his face is all beaten and bloodied and where did we did never saw that happen what the hell but the way he like the look on his face the way he was speaking it didn't feel like mark so and his actions as well yeah yeah so we still don't know who he is but i feel like that was our first official glimpse look at him um yeah fulia what did you think about this may or may not reveal of this new character look i had no idea that that was even the thing. Okay. I saw the that when it cut back to him with his bloodied nose, I was just like, wait, what happened for him to have that, you know, injured nose mm-hmm. during those cuts? Um, so that kind of confused me. But now that you sort of mentioned that it could be the third personality, I'm, I, I feel like it makes a little bit more sense. Um I, because I, I feel like I still saw Mark, kind of. Yeah. When he when he spoke. Yeah, maybe. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you could be right. It's 
it may may well be the third personality, but we don't see them actually going to the room to free that personality. No, no. we never go back in, there. in the last episode. No, so that was interesting. Um, I like you really, really enjoyed the cut betweens mm. um, of the different angles of of Oscar, and um, it really sort of gives you a bit more of a interesting perspective into his mind i suppose it's kind of like switching all the time Mm -hmm. like and it feels a little disorientating at first as well um but then the aesthetic of doing that is really intriguing um so i really like i really like the camera work in that scene that Mm. was really good and the editing um yeah, and just the fact that he's determined to try and get Harrow to admit to the fact that he's not really a doctor mm. is <laughs> is something that I'm just like, I don't like this Harrow. He needs to, you know, and then you sort of realize that we're in his mind. So, well, sorry, not in his mind. We're, we're subconscious. In the the subconscious of the afterlife and and you're like okay may, maybe that really isn't Harrow and this is just someone that Mark ha- is perceiving to be Harrow um, like um, oh, what was the the name of the goddess the hippo goddess Tamoret Tamoret yes um, the fact that she also mentions the fact that the afterlife, because nobody really, like, no human can really perceive um, it, perceive what the afterlife is. Mm. It's whatever they feel it to be, mm. whatever they think it to be. So the fact that they've decided it's a psych war <laughs> was really interesting because you, you know, they think they think that they're crazy. <laughs> so that's why the afterlife is a psych war. Um, and so that, you know, the fact that Harrow is, you know, asking him so many different questions and trying to get him to calm down and realize that what he's saying is nonsensical was that, that, that whole scene was just so good. I really loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It was good stuff. Mike, do you, do you think there's any credence to this theory that that was the third personality or? Um, I like how you feel. Yeah, I like the fact that it's still questioned, that mm. it's it's not a definitive answer. And mm. considering what they're going with, is this the afterlife? Is this the derangement of a uh, very very sick human being, or is it is it the sort of place place placeholder where if you are to die, is this like your life going past your eyes? That is that sort of questioning, like the sort of uh, introspective sort of aspect it could be anything and it could be everything at the same time and uh yeah i i'm i'm more than happy in thinking this is probably the third third um character that that we're dealing with i mean people say that he has a different accent to mark like it's more of a brooklyn accent people are saying yeah i read that yeah and um I can sort of see like he's more aggressive. He's more he's more something, and it's it's that sort of um, character that we're sort of seeing as well, well as it's when what was it the pre no a couple of episodes back where 
even Mark was um, switching off and something else happens and everyone else is dead. Yeah. So is that the third per- is that the third person, a more aggressive, more angry um, person that bubbles up and and uh, yeah, and I think because of the uh, interview with Harrow, that's a more uh, layered way way of going going into your subconscious and actually not dealing with um, what is happening because you can sort of see it with um, with Mark and Stephen, like they individually go back into Harrow's office. Mm. to get away from what is what they what they have to deal with with the scales uh being out yeah. of whack. And mm-hmm. that's another thing not to go into it too far but it sort of confused me of them trying to find a certain balance but because they the two hearts need to be one. And I can sort of understand that with two, but when we're dealing with three it's sort of going, wait, but there's a third one. Surely that's an unbalanced thing as well. But I'm guessing because there's no interaction between the three, it's only been the two, and they needed, uh, and they needed Stephen and Mark to sort of have a balance as well. They sort mm. of, they sort of needed, uh, you know, the balance. But I don't want to get too much into it of the reason why there there is balance now. Yeah, yeah, cuz we'll get to that very shortly. Um yeah, well. No. Yeah, so I didn't really come to a conclusion, did I? No, that's okay. But I loved everything you said, so that's that's fine. At least some, one person did. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the problem with this episode. It, 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 there's a lot of questions and a lot of theories and no yeah. none of them are right, but none of them are wrong. The same yeah, day. not yet anyway. Yeah. Not yet. Um, cool. Well, yeah, so basically um, we end up finding out that um, Mark and Stephen are in the uh, Egyptian afterlife, the Egyptian underworld, um, and uh, Toret basically very delightfully talks them through um, their situation and what they have to do and and I absolutely adore her I think she's <laughs> I think she's fantastic um, she was so she just brought so much joy and just lightness to the episode uh, it was a shame she wasn't in it more but at the same time it's totally fine makes sense it's just a, I think it's just a shame that she couldn't do more to I suppose prevent the ending of this episode from happening um but she clearly tried um for some reason she was able to do that and it kind of it's funny because it kind of made me think because she she name dropped the ancestral plane which is the afterlife from black panther um so uh so that was cool and it made me think like okay so if you die in egypt do you go to the duat or if you die in Wakanda, do you go to the ancestral plane? Like, does it in the MCU? Does it depend where you die, or what version of heaven you go to? I think it's. Thing? I think it's more to do with the sort of person that you are. I mean, considering Stephen is like a big um, Egyptian buff. True. And I think, I think because we're dealing with two people at the same, two people at the same time, 
one of them is more comfortable in a psych ward and the other one is is more comfortable in an Egyptian sort of fantasy sort of thing. Not to call yeah. it fantasy, but, you know, the no, the, no, no. the mythology of, of what is happening. Okay. And with the sort of um, connection to Black Panther as well, the... I can't remember the name of the god, but the Panther god is a is Bast. A, yeah, Bast is also an Egyptian god. Yes, so that's true. There sort of is a connection there as well. And yeah. considering Kachala is actually you know from Wakanda, and and his and his subconsciously ideal of the uh, the um, the afterlife is where all his all the previous uh, Panthers go to. Mm. Which is like in in the not a field but a sort of Sahara of like like Africa and there's one tree and and that sort of thing, which is sort of it's it's sort of like the mythology really of a- anyone really it's it's the afterlife is what you make of is it's that sort of uh, mm. it's that sort of um, belief that a lot of people have like like. Of course, Christians ha- have their have their afterlife, uh, and everyone else everyone else ha- has as well. It's it's your idea of um, of paradise, uh, and yeah, so mm. like uh, Unibums have their own afterlife that we sort of see in hmm. one particular episode where a, a character dies and 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 meets death. Mm. Yeah. Plug plug plug. <laughs> <laughs> plug, plug, yeah. plug. Oh my god. Unibums reference. I love it. Um, Unibums full- in the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Fulia, what did you think of Tawaret in this episode? Do you like her? I, I liked her. She was she was really cool. Yeah. Um, she was um, very, very sweet in her own way. Mm-hmm. Trying to like help him out and being all like, well, if you don't do this by this time, you know, something bad's going to happen. Ticking and clock. <laughs> so, um, and I loved her little introduction where she had her little palm cards, which were like parchment. Yeah. yeah pa- 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 papyrus. Like. Papyrus paper. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she's... She starts it off, and then because there's two of them, she has to sort of like skip through half of it. <laughs> it was really that was really cute when they when they when we got that little opening. Yeah, um, yeah, it was great. So I really I really liked that character. Um, but then you know, we slowly find out that she's there to guide them into the afterlife. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, because their hearts are not balanced. Um, she's doing what she can to help them without helping them, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's, like, yeah. giving them the advice she can give, you know, um, without actually, you know, doing it for them, you know, forcing exactly. them to do yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really I really like that, that, that she wasn't, like, too full-on in to what's happening. Mm-hmm. It was up to Mark and Stephen to figure out. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, no, she was she was really cool. I liked her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great, Mark. Uh, Ma- <laughs> Michael, Mark. <laughs> Michael. Do you have any thoughts on Toweret? Well, Stephen. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's an awesome character. I mean, I mean, <laughs> even with the little high at, at the end of the uh, previous episode, yeah. we, we're sort of in for a, 
bit of a treat. And yeah, didn't didn't um didn't uh disappoint. And and yeah, you need sort of a character to actually work out what what is going on. Yes, sort of uh uh don't pay the ferryman until you get to the other side. Mm. River of sticks. Yeah. River of sticks. Yes. Um yeah, well basically, yeah, Tower tells Mark and Stephen that they need to you know, after she pulls their hearts out of their chests, which I thought was amusing. Kariba, Kariba, Kariba. Nice. Um, yeah. So, uh, in order to you know pass safely to the field of reeds, uh, to paradise, they they must you know their hearts must be balanced, and so they're on these scales, and basically because they're not balancing, she's like, you guys have to go, and like you know. Talk to each other a bit, you know, open up, show each other things you're hiding from each sort other. Sort your and... shit out. Yeah, sort <laughs> your shit out, mate. Sort, sort, your, sort your bloody shit out, um, hmm. essentially. So, um, so and which is which is great because we finally got to see uh, a lot more of, you know, what, what the deal is with Mark, really. Like, that's what I was, I was really hoping for, and this episode definitely brought that... Um, you know, we got some childhood trauma, which is never fun. Nope. And, and uh, you know, now we have another contender for worst parent in the MCU. Um, Mrs. Spectre. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I mean, look, look. She lost one of her sons in, in awful, tragic circumstances. But to treat your son that way... Uh, and, and to blame him. To blame him and then to become an alcoholic on top of that and to physically abuse him to the point where he is mentally troubled and has created alternate people inside him. Like, that's... Yeah, it's fucked. So fucked. Um, but it was so just kind of like... Like, it was really, really trippy at the start when, you know, they were when Stephen was finally seeing certain things from Mark's you know, childhood and he was recognizing certain things because he was around for some of it. Um, but like, he's like, wait, I don't remember. I, I know this place, but I don't remember this moment sort of stuff. So I found that really, really cool. And as that kind of got explained, the further we went along, that was really good. The scene though, where, um, you know, where Mark and his younger brother get into trouble was really intense. Um, because you know we've I mean it's I mean it's it starts off nice because it's just you know two brothers going out for you know to have some fun in the woods or whatever and um you know Mark says laters gators uh which I was like oh that's nice <laughs> um and then they're clearly out there pretending to be tomb busters and reenacting you know this movie that they really like and you know um and then that's when, you know, Steven's following them and he's starting to pick up on, okay, what's going on here? Um, and, uh, yeah, and then when they get into the cave and you've just got Steven just calling out frantically for the two boys, like, as he's struggling to get through to them. And then, and then you cut from there back to the quote-unquote asylum where Mark is trying to... He's looking through room by room trying to find... Stephen and and the two boys because this entire time this entire episode Mark is still trying to protect Stephen and keep him separate from his trauma 
you yeah. know, and we find out why, obviously. But that is really fascinating. And then the the part, but the part of this moment that got me the most was the fact that even when we'd cut back to, you know, the scene of Stephen trying to find the boys, you can hear Mark breathing heavily over the top of that. Like they've layered that over. Um, like we've got the audio of him like struggling because he's like reliving it. He's reliving it as Stephen is seeing it for the first time and it's just all too much. And it's just that really just kind of like was like, whoa, okay, that's intense. Um, so I thought that was really powerful. Um, what did you think about finding out what happened to Mark in this way for you? Um, I, man, I was, I was like so upset. Yeah. Um, it really, it really got to me. Um, just, you know, finding out that one of the kids passed away and it happened to be the younger brother. And, you know, it's, it's that whole sequence. Yeah, it was, it was a bit trippy. Um, it was very intense and I was literally on the edge of my seat for that whole thing. And I'm think, and I was like, Something bad's going to happen here, and I don't like it. <laughs> like, I had that feeling within me, in my gut. I was just like, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> um, and then, you know, then you sort of cut to a funeral, or a, mm. or a wake, I should say. Or a sh- it's a shiva, which is the seven-day the seven, seven day mourning period for, for Jewish families. Yeah. Yeah. And... It just, I, like, for the, I was, I was sad for the mother, but then the moment she sees Mark come down the stairs and says, what are you doing down here? And starts getting angry at him. Mm. Oh man. Like I quickly was like, lady, you need to stop blaming your child. Yeah. He, He may, he may have been the one that led his younger brother to his demise, but it wasn't his intention. That wasn't no. the reason. That no. wasn't the reason why they, they went into that cave. They wanted to have fun. They wanted to have an adventure. They were being children. And I just immediately thought like, how, what, how can you treat your child like that? Mm-hmm. Like you should be, you should be consoling them, telling them that it's not their fault. It, like they didn't mean to do it. Not yell and scream at them. You yeah, know? in front of all those people. And... Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was just so hard to watch. It was. Yeah. It was. It was really tough. Um, mm. Mike, um, how how did you feel about um, you know learning the truth about Mark's past? I didn't like it, mm. like watching it, but it, as in, I didn't like it as in just witnessing it at the same time. I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I, 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 it's always triggering for me for like, um, like childhood trauma and and also um, piece of shit parents, uh, well parent, um, even though dad tried to. You know, keep it together as as much as he could, but yeah, there is no excuse to blame 
no matter how how hard you're hurting you are he is essentially blaming himself but he doesn't need validation from a a parental fi- figure on that and on top of that turning out what happened of the way he was treated and it it, it just made it more it, it made it make sense and in the comics they they always have this sort of um going to and from uh is it because of contrary that that he has the does it does he have the disorder or is it the other way around they sort mm. of they sort of do play with that considering uh just before they go into the um cave he steps on a uh, steps on a um a skeleton of a bird that quickly makes you realize what um Conchu's head is basically the skeleton of a bird mm. is it is that is this is the reason why uh is this the reason why he, ha- he has it or is it Conchu like sort of picking him at the same time it's a, I, I like the, I like the fact that they made that sort of vague but because what we know now like as an audience in today's sort of age when we're dealing with mental mental issues uh we can we can't really not necessarily poke fun of it but we need to represent it as as truth truthfully as as we can truthfully if that's a word uh, as a certain truth so i it's good that they actually sort of put it in stone that he does he does have this this disorder and mm. and Conchu actually chose him maybe because of that and yeah because Conchu is pretty much could be the bad guy in this se- series of actually yeah uh, of preying on someone who's actually vulnerable to mm-hmm. this sort of thing of like all superheroes have uh, uh have a, a different a uh, different uh, personality when they are their other other person like like it's they the are, alter ego yeah the alter ego that was what I was trying to trying to think think of like like is it Clark Kent or is it Superman I mean the sort of psychology of Batman is is he Batman all the time and his persona is Bruce Wayne Mm. it's that sort of thing and it's a really interesting take for a superhero to actually have multiple personalities and and i think them dealing with this thing uh this particular character could could possibly be like um in bad taste but i think they actually pulled off pretty well Mm. And yeah, it's a bit of a hard pill to swallow, but it's it's good that we got there. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a bit of a hard thing to watch. But, yeah. Yeah. And it, and yeah. it did make sense. And yeah, and his trauma made Stephen. And when he's at his most vulnerable, he turns back into Stephen. Which made sense why he left for a couple of months because he he needed to get, he 
him subconsciously needed to go back into his cocoon mm. because of the death of his mum. Yeah. <sighs> Gosh. Yeah. God. You know, when you say it like that, it makes it sound like even more heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Than it, than, That's what I got than, from it. That I, yeah. Because it was just... And that's oh why I God. want to apologize. It's like, no, you're a piece of shit. You're going through stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I, I wanted to talk about two specific scenes, I think, that were sort of in parallel with each other, I guess. Because um, there's two, two kind of specific arguments that take place between... Um, Mark and Stephen in this episode. Um, and, you know, the first one kind of revolves around, you know, Steve, like, you know, tolerates, like, you know, your, your hearts aren't balanced yet. You got to keep going. You got to, you got to get there. You know, we need to, you need to get balanced. And then, and Stephen's trying to push, push and push and push because Mark keeps pulling him out of the, the bedroom because he doesn't want him to see, you know, he, who his mum really was. You know, um, and then we just get this fantastic scene of the two of them, and then just Mark just completely losing it, like completely losing it. He's like screaming and he's banging his, he's fucking banging his on his head with his, like punching himself, like hitting himself. I'm just like holy fucking shit. I was just like, oh my god. Um, and then we're back in Harry's office after that. Same thing happens. After we see, we get the bedroom scene, and um, Stephen realizes he's been made up. He doesn't. He's not real. You know, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. He wasn't the original like he thought he was. Um, you know. So, uh, and that was that was intense. And then f- for Mark, the way Mark just came at him and just yelled at him like, "I didn't want you to see," you know, how much she abused you, how much she hated you. Uh, and I didn't want you to find out that she's actually dead, you know, and that, oh man. And then freaking Steven, not willing, he didn't want to listen. He didn't want to believe that, you know, his mum w- wasn't alive anymore. And that was, that was gut wrenching. And that, that kind of brought me to like the first moment of the episode where I really got upset was when, cause then after that you know, argument. Stephen ends up back in Harry's office and then Stephen is coming to terms with the fact that uh, his mum, you know, has passed away and he hasn't been talking to her on the phone this entire time. Um, Which is just funny considering in that episode, in in this scene, we get the freaking, you know, Stephen commenting on um, Harry's uh, tash and the fact that he looks like Ned Flanders, which I found, yeah. I found very, very amusing. Mm. Um, well, but I can't then, say um, Stan Lee, because that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> no, no. But yes, you, you're not wrong there. Um, but yeah, but then it was just this moment of, you know, the look on Stephen's face when he's realising, you know, his mum's dead, his mum's gone. And he, a minute ago, he was just like, well, seconds ago, he's like convincing, convincing Mark and he's convincing Harrow that, he, you know, mum's okay, mum's fine, you know, whatever. And, but then like, you know, Harrow's like, I'm going to call her and you're going to talk to her. 
Um, and then he's just like starts begging him not to, you know, not to not to put her on the phone. She does. She thinks it'll be a telemarketer. Don't don't worry about it. Don't 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 do it. And then you just the look on his face, and like these like tears that just start. I'm just like, I was. I mean, first off, this episode just Oscar Isaac, ladies and gentlemen, fucking absolutely nailed it with every, in every yeah fucking golf clap, Oscar yeah. Isaac. He needs like, two Oscars. He needs two Oscars, one for each character. Because, <laughs> wow, yeah, like these two scenes were just, I'm just, yeah, I was just very, very much overwhelmed by them. Um, and there's another one later on, which we'll get to. But, Fulia, what, how did you feel about watching watching these moments of, like, both Mark and Stephen sort of coming to terms with what's happening? You know, the fact that Stephen's realising who he is and how Mark's been trying to, you know, hide that from him and the truth about, you know, his mum and everything. How did, how did, how did you take all that? I, uh, I was actually like thinking to myself, wow, this is, it's a hard pill to swallow to be able to, to be told that you're a made up person. Yeah. You know? And then to top it off that that character got to live a nice life, in quotation marks. Yeah. A good life where there was no kind of abuse or anything like that. And got to grow up and do, you know, and, you know, do his stuff and fulfill his dreams. And, um, but then to be turned around and being slapped in the face with the truth. The fact that he's just, you know, he's made up and that the, that his mother has passed away. It's like, but I've been speaking to her all this time. She, she has to be alive. And just seeing him, seeing Stephen just lose the plot and then be shifted into Harrow's office was, that performance was amazing. Yeah, it was so good. I was just sitting there, my eyes wide open, my hand covering my mouth in shock. I was just like, oh, crap. Um... And then he's in the office and, you know, that whole conversation about, you know, let's call your mum and you can speak to her and blah, blah. And the mo- that, that realisation that he, that on his, that expression on his face when he realises that it's, that she's passed away, just gut-wrenching. Mm. I felt so sad mm-hmm. to, you know, to be like... Imagine going through life not knowing this bit of news about yourself. Mm-hmm. This news about your mother. And, oh, man, like, I, I don't know. I don't know how how I would feel. Um, but the other thing is, like, he's just a, he's just a, a, a personality that comes through subconsciously um and so that for me is intriguing that he actually has emotions towards all of this as well Mm -hmm. because he feels like a real person Mm. even though he really wasn't and yeah just that whole scene put together just performed so beautifully Mm -hmm. i man I loved it. Yeah. Like, like, it was hard to watch. Like, it was gut-wrenching. But it was such a good scene. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Mike, do you have any thoughts uh, on on these 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 scenes on, on on watching Oscar Isaac argue with himself? Yeah. Um, this is sort of like an actor's sort of dream of playing multiple characters, mm. and it's definitely a a, a very interesting way way to. Uh, tackle like stories like this, and yeah, it is, it is. Um, yeah, I'm sort of lost for words because it's a, such an amazing sort of acting feat that you yeah. actually witness. Because a character going through a uh, an existential crisis of w- realizing that you're not real. Realizing what what you what your experiences is, is a lie, and and the reason why you're there is so another person can cope with drama, with abuse. It's something that that you don't really. How do you act that? Yeah. It's like those sort of it's like those sort of character actors that that have to act like something out of the realm of disbelief, like an AI realizing that they're um, a, a program, or and that and that's the the only stories you can do is is pretty much in sci-fi or in fantasy, where something outside the realm of human. Uh, experience and yeah it's a good show it's a really good show mm. 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 um yeah well i suppose that just for me just just to just to get the heavy stuff out of the way so we can then just focus on well not that we will because the episode ends kind of sad so this entire thing is just going to be heavy but um yeah, my the, ne- the like the next big scene for me in this episode after that was um just seeing god seeing seeing Mark unable to walk inside to say, you know, to properly say goodbye to his mum and to, you know, see his dad. He couldn't do it. Like his dad called called him to be like your mum's died. You need to come. Um and he couldn't walk inside and he's drinking alcohol and everything and stuff. But then he's just on the street and he just breaks down completely. And and then, but the, it wasn't that that upset me the most. Like, that was upsetting, of course. But the worst part, and by the worst, I mean the best part, was him switching into Stephen. And Stephen picks up the phone and starts talking to mum. Ah, <laughs> far out! Like holy fuck, holy fuck! This show, man, it's just yeah. That was intense. That was a lot, but it was so good and so well done. Um, and then you know, for 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 Mark to then explain to Stephen that like this this is the moment. This is the moment where, and for you, you mentioned it earlier, where you know, um, his mum's died, and this is only two months ago, uh. Uh, that you know he starts 
things start to bleed together and, and, and things don't seem to go uh, as, as straight and easy as they used to. Um, so that's, yeah, so that was, that was interesting, but it was also really nice then for Steven to just be the person, even though he technically doesn't exist, but he does be the person for Mark to tell him what he needed to hear and deserved to hear was that, you know, his brother's death wasn't his fault, despite everything his mum said to him, you know, and just, you see Mark just completely struggling to accept that um, because, you know, how could he after so long? Because it's just been ingrained in him so traumatically that he was responsible for it. So, but it was just nice for him to tell himself in a way that he's worked through this part of his life, yeah. you know, and come to terms with it in a way. Um, excuse me. That was, yeah, that was really beautiful. Um, but just so heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. At the same time. Um, yeah. Fulia, what did you think about this, this moment of closure, this, this scene um, here? Uh Wow, like I was, I was speechless. I, I just, <laughs> it's as hard as it is, you know, to, to be told that something that happened in your past is not your fault. Mm. Yeah. To, to be able to act it out as in, 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 and especially in something like this, man, like, Give that man all of the awards. Yeah, for sure. Holy crap. Like, he is brilliant in this. And, like, just the... Just how, like, versatile he is as an actor. The fact that he can put, he can put on these emotions with a click of a finger. Like, mm. it is amazing. And so, that scene made it like the way he performed it made it so believable for me that I cried. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And you sort you then you kind of like seeing that you realize, "Oh crap, that's when he started thinking that his mum was still alive." Mm. Uh well, at least Stephen. Stephen didn't know. No. Go into his coping mechanism. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Just switches back but the fact that he was going through so much pain and anguish about the fact that his mother passed away mm. that he immediately switched into Stephen. Oh man. Like, yeah. Can I, yeah. can I just bump in for a second? Cause I, it made me think of something I was going to mention earlier and I forgot, but at the start of the episode, when Harry's talking to Mark or the third personality, um, and talks about the organizing principle. And he's making us think it's got to do with, you know, places and, and buildings and objects and things like that. Where in actual fact, it's foreshadowing for Mark creating Stephen and what Stephen is. Like, because he was created for the purpose of, you know, uh, being able, somehow for him being able to live his life, you know, without having to face his trauma to deal to deal so this is his organizing principle so i thought that was clever as fuck yeah (laughs) Mm. on the on the rewatch i picked that up i was like oh 
well done fortunately mm-hmm. anyway go on for you sorry yeah no i mean i don't know what else i could really say yeah it was an amazing performance yeah it was it was yeah um mike do you have any additional thoughts on on these these scenes um yeah um Mark, it sort of went full circle where Mark uh, created Stephen to deal with his trauma, and it was actually quite quite nice for Stephen to actually turn around and say, "Yeah, it wasn't your fault," mm. and just piecing things together where Mark has probably been in like facilities like psychiatric wards for probably majority of his life because of because because of what what happened to him and i know he was probably because you you see it with him like leaving 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 the house probably knowing that he needed to get out of there but because his mum died he didn't really have closure and that's the that's probably the reason why he he resorted back to Stephen because because there wasn't any closure at all mm. between him him and his mum and he'll never have that closure and probably that's why the he had that sort of mental break turn into Stephen because it was out of his control really and then we we see him pick up things when he went to the UK. Mm. Yeah, so it sort of uh, made Stephen useless by the end of it. <laughs> well, I'm not going to... I could jump ahead based on that segue, but I'm mm. not going to. Um, because I w- wanted us to talk about the... Um, we actually got to see the moment where... Mark became Moon Knight for the first time. Um, yeah. And the first interaction between Mark and Konshu um, and just the scene of, you know, disaster where, you know, Mark nearly died. And, um, and yeah, you see, it's like, it's like you said, you said earlier, Mike, and like, we've been, you know, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, Konshu has completely taken advantage of Mark um, and might legitimately be the real villain of this whole thing. Um, and so, you know, just, and the way that like Steven lays it out for Mark too, as like, you know, he's totally taking advantage of you. Yeah. Um, cause you were, you were dying, you were going to kill yourself, but you're, you just happen to be, you know, in Conchu's like temple or something. Um, you know, and and Conchu's like, okay, this guy, I can use this guy because I think he's he says he's something like he has a fractured mind. Mm. He's so broken. He's so broken that you know he's the ideal kind of candidate to be Conchu's warrior. Um, unlike the other guy. Unlike the other guy, yeah. Who decided to leave? Don't don't want that. Don't want that. <laughs> find the guy. Find the guy who's more perceptive. Uh, no, more receptive. I don't know. Yeah, something like nah. that. Something like that. Well, because it's just kind of, it's just kind of, you know, 
I don't know. I, I liked that this episode also gave us a glimpse at Mark being this kind of... I mean, I don't think humble's the right word or selfless is the right word. I think it's more of he just wants to atone for what he thinks his sins are, you know, like the loss of his brother uh, and what that did to his mother and to his life. But then also his life as a mercenary. Mm. Um, yeah, after, you know, he left the army and, you know, could only get mercenary work and stuff. And then it led him to some non not too savory characters, you know, so... He's carrying a lot of guilt with him. And, you know, before Konshu speaks, you know, he's put a gun to his head and he's going to kill himself because he just doesn't. And then even earlier when we're in that room in the mental, you know, asylum where, you know, all the people that Konshu made him kill are there. Mm. And he's like, I kept praying one of them would get me first. Like he didn't. So like Mark, Mark didn't want to live anymore. You know, so the fact that he said yes to Konshu is very interesting. But then I suppose he did see it as a way to atone for, you know, for everything he he thinks he's done. A way to make up for it, in a sense. So I think as much as Konshu was taking advantage of Mark, Mark was probably taking advantage of Konshu in some sense. Um, although he clearly hates himself for saying yes. I had um, a thought. Mm-hmm. Um... Before Conchu and him being mercenary, that would possi- possibly need need to see the third one. Uh, need to th- see the last episode, but that's probably where the third uh, personality personality yeah. came about of him like shutting out him killing people. Very very potentially, like he he could have created this other personality to, you know, carry out all of these killings, maybe. Yeah. Like, bring out this violent part of him, I suppose. Or excuse it, it in some sense. In, like, order, in order to deal with it. Because yeah. Because he, he already blames himself for killing his his brother. Yeah. Surely that killing another person is not really ideal for the mental state that he's in. No, but then... He does say in the episode, like, because, like, Stephen says, you remember all these people? And he's like, you try killing someone and see if you forget it. You know, like, he remembers everything. So, I don't know. Maybe, mm. maybe, I mean, it's definitely possible. I've thought about it. Like, this other personality, clearly, like, if that, if that was him that we saw freaking out with Harrow, I, you know, he's clearly got some kind of messed up side to him as well so I don't know that's probably the only question that I would have if it's not explained by the end yeah I really want to I really want something around that where does Um, that one fit in yeah yeah and especially with this episode focusing so much on on Stephen and Mark and their duality and the way that they coexist or can't coexist like, how can you, all of a sudden in the last episode, bring this third personality in the mix without it undoing all of the excellent storytelling this episode did? Yeah. That's why I think the balance thing is a bit weird, because... Yeah. Clearly, there's a third one. Yeah. Yeah, clearly. Clearly. But we'll get to that. Um, we'll get to that shortly. Um, Fulia, what did you think of um, seeing... 
uh, Moon Knight for the first time, technically. This this moment. Suiting up. Um, suiting up. Yeah. Summon the suit. That was that was actually really cool. I um uh, I could see that Mark was desperate. I suppose, in the sense that he. Just, like the fact that he didn't want to live anymore says how desperate he was for the life that he's had to go through um and now and then and then we see him agreeing to the terms of of Conchu and yeah I agree I feel like Conchu's a bad egg like he he really did manipulate him and Stephen outright said it to Mark when they're watching this. Like, yeah, dude, he's he's using you. Like, can't you see that? Mm. And yeah, it was like that realization that you like that he was seeing him be being be manipulated mm. was interesting. But then it was really cool to see um, him turn into Moon Knight. Um, just, you know, the whole, that whole effect of him getting suited up and all that was really cool. Mm. So, well, at least he lived. <laughs> Only just. <laughs> at yeah. least he got to live. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, Mike, did but you... at what cost? Yeah, at what cost? At what cost? Yeah, remains to be seen. Um, Mike, did you have anything you wanted to add to this, this moment? Mm, nothing really comes to mind. Mm, that's okay. Because I was thinking we could probably just jump to the final fight and wrap up. Yeah. If there's, if I think that's where we're kind of at. Um, mm. Yeah, because basically after um, the, you know, that beautiful scene of, of Stephen telling Mark it's not his fault, um, the the ship ends up, uh, that they're on with Tower at the helm, ends up kind of running aground. Because basically... To give them a way to get out, because we find out that all the... Like, clearly Amit has been unleashed. We haven't seen it yet. Because all these souls start descending into the Duat. And and Tarot's not very happy about this. So she's like, I'll help you guys get out if it'll stop this. Um, so, you know, they're at the... They've arrived at the gates of Osiris, which look really, really cool. Um, but, you know, there's... Some still some balancing issues with with their heart, even though they've just had this amazing breakthrough, you know. And it's like, what else is there? And we've kind of talked about it, or maybe it's this third personality that's to blame for the unbalancing. But then also that doesn't make sense later on. Um, but yeah, so they're not balanced, and um, the you know sand zombies arise up. Uh, and come onto the boat and start fighting. And I, I, I. Sorry, Mike, you're going to say something. I was about to say River of Souls. River of Souls. Yes. But that's the wrong mythology. That's the wrong mythology. Yes, that's okay. <laughs> um, cross the streams. Um, so yeah, so they all start to rise up onto the boat, and yeah, there's a really great, um, yeah, action sequence that, that happens on on the boat. I really liked. Mostly, I really like Stephen in this moment because. He realizes because he's not he's not the original and he's actually part of Mark, so he does have 
the fighting ability and strength that Mark has because he actually does, you know, he comes from him. So I love that moment of him realizing that and then grabbing the baseball bat or whatever it is. I was on baseball bat, but some wooden implement he grabs and then like takes it to the, you know, sand zombies as they're trying to pull Mark over the side. And then, <laughs> and then he makes a cricket reference, which I just wasn't expecting. <laughs> yeah. Like he, what does he, yeah. Six. What does he do? Yeah. He says six. Yeah. He's like, he, he goes six. <laughs> like, uh, and then, and then he says, I prefer cricket. Which I thought was... I just thought that was really, really funny. Yeah, um, six and out. Six and out. Um, yeah, so this whole whole fight sequence was, was really good. Because, yeah, we haven't really seen a lot of action this episode. This is the only action piece for this whole episode. Um, but it was a good one. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, even though it didn't end very well. Um, Fulia, what did you think? <laughs> what did you think of the, the finale sequence, fight sequence this episode? Uh, I was happy to see some action brought back in. Um, you know, going through all of that mental health talk, finding out everything about what happened in in Mark's past was just so heavy that getting a moment of, you know, action and a little bit of humor just it was needed. It was really needed. Yeah. Um, the, the fact that, you know, Mark was having a little bit of trouble with trying to fight off these sand people, um, you then, and then Steven stepping up to the plate for it, it was, it was awesome. And I feel like it was a baseball bat. I think I'm pretty sure it was a baseball bat. Yeah, I thought it was, but then I was like, why would there be a baseball bat? (laughs) I think one of these sand people brought it on board. Oh with them. yes, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, and he's he takes control of the boat at first to sort of uh, unbalance knock them, them off, and yeah. knock them off their feet, uh, and then he and then that realization clicks that he could do it. That he could help too. He could fight too. Um, that was actually a lot of fun. I really did enjoy that particular scene. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know how far ahead I should jump ahead. No, now. it's okay. I'm just going to throw to Mike on the fight, okay. on the fighting <laughs> and then we'll talk about the ending. I bite my tongue. Yeah. yeah. Mike, did you enjoy the fight scene? I did, uh, with Stephen real is the, is the, has that realization that the reason why he was created was to uh, take away Mark's fear. So technically, he's he has no fear, and and so this uh, the you know he has no fear. So yeah, when danger is near, Stephen Grant has no fear. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so I kind of like that. But it didn't last long. No, no, it didn't last long because, yeah, with Stephen trying to save Mark from being dragged over, he ends up falling off the side of the boat. And boy, did I get more emotional watching it the second time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just like, no. Um, yeah, so he falls down to the duart, into the sand, and... Um, 
and Mark's screaming out for him and like I love the two of them how they've just kind of become friends now like mm. ever since last week when they were separated into two people and now now they're just you know or they're like brothers you know like Stephen's kind of become Mark's new brother or surrogate brother I suppose in a way but yeah because he's devastated seeing Stephen fall down um, because, you know, he gets up and he tries to run and then slowly but surely turns to, you know, s- this statue made of sand that's just, like, creepy as all hell. Um, a sand castle. A sand, yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm not okay with that. And then, and then the scale's balanced and, and Mark somehow just immediately is transported into the field of reeds and then that's the end of the episode the meat osiris maybe may i don't know but like for fuck i don't know what's going on but i'm not okay if that's the end of steven because he's my favorite thing about this show um Hmm. maybe this is this is a way for them to to mention and bring forth the third personality well that's what i was kind of hitting at before like why the why after all this kind of breakthroughs why would the scale still not be balanced so maybe it's got to do with third personality but then as soon as as soon as steven is lost quote unquote you know the scales balance out yeah so what's that about because mark doesn't need steven anymore yeah Mm. and and that's what i was hoping isn't going to be the case because I love Steven and I want more Steven, but <laughs> but it makes sense. It makes total sense. He's worked through it all, and but he was still there. So if he doesn't exist anymore, then then he must be balanced now. So, mm. but it was just yeah. I was just like, oh, we've lost Steven. Uh, credits. Okay, <laughs> cool. Just process that on top of everything else this episode. <laughs> Thanks, Disney. Thanks, Marvel. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, it was intense. Another emotional ending. Lose a bit of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how how the third personality might come in or may not come in now. Who knows? Mm. But, yeah. Yeah, Stephen Stephen might be be done for good. And I I cry. I think so. I cry so much. I don't like it. I don't want to ever go. Um, I I didn't get emotional for some reason. I don't know why. Um, That's okay. But that doesn't mean that I wasn't sad to to lose Stephen. I was was still sad. Um, I was just like, oh, no. (laughs) Not Stephen. Um, But, yeah, the moment that the scales balanced, as soon as he ended up turning into stone or sand or whatever Mm. um it made sense that it would balance uh so i feel like yeah i think i don't think we're gonna get steven back sadly no as much as we want him to be no because we love him yeah we're not gonna see him uh sad face sad face sad face um mike how did you feel about this ending yeah, it did, it didn't really affect me because it sort of fit by the end. But I thought, and this is one of the reasons why. What is episode six going to be? Yeah. And yeah, it it is upsetting. It's the 
third time crying about an, in, an invisible character. Mm, yeah. Who's the fan you like to play? Bing bong. Mm, yeah. oh, oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm so surprised I didn't see any memes because they both like fall to their doom. Yeah. Uh, motherfucker. And dealing with ships as well. There's another one. Wilson. Oh, Michael. No. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, good point. <laughs> uh, I can't watch Castaway anymore. I just can't. I'm too emotional. Anyway, go on. Anything else? <laughs> Um, no, that's basically it. It's it's sort of a a weird... It sort of fitted to make you want to watch the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. now I guess we'll just see what the hell happens because now, you know, Mark's in the afterlife, you know. He made it to the good place, um... And meanwhile, Harrow has unleashed Amit on on the world, it seems. And I don't know. I kind of like my theory about Layla becoming the new Avatar. Mm. Sudden, suddenly, I don't know. It, it's definitely possible because yeah, I don't know how. Like, because we have to get con- like in the next episode, the last episode, there is like a whole fucking list of shit that has to happen. Like, you know, Conchu has to be released. Uh, you know, um, Mark has to somehow get out of the afterlife, maybe. Mm. Um, you know, and then Harrow and Amit has to be tied up in whatever way that is. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just like a whole bunch of stuff that needs to be addressed. And this third personality, if at all, needs to be yeah. addressed. So I don't know, Folia. Do you think we're going to get any answers? I don't know. Like I want to. I want to see. I want to see that third personality, but the fact that they still haven't really touched on it, mm. I feel like we're not going to get any answers about it, to be honest. Yeah, prob- so I think that's not. just, that's just going to be a mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're not going to get that in the last episode, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Mm. But I hope that there's going to be some extra things that we figure out eventually. Yeah. Like I'm sure, We'll get some closure around uh, Amit and Harrow. I uh, mm. I think that's definitely gonna gonna happen. Um, but it's just how we get there, um, and how much Mark and Layla are involved, and Conchu is involved. Because for a show called Moon Knight, we haven't seen a whole bunch of Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, true. And I was wa- thinking that when I was rewatching it, I'm like, there hasn't. We've literally only had a couple episodes where we've had short sequences with either Moon Knight or Mister Knight. Um, mm. And that means we're not going to get any more Mr. Knight. That also upsets me. No. <laughs> um, but I, I'm keen for some more Moon Knight action. So hopefully um, something something good comes from... I'm sure something good. I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic finale. Um, mm. Fingers crossed they stick the landing. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. Yeah. Hope it's been, so. They've been doing such a wonderful job with this whole show in the first place. So yeah. I, reckon, I reckon it's going to have a really good ending. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Mike, did you have any any final thoughts? No, I'm, I, I'm, I got nothing. Got nothing. I like it. 
that Good. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's nice, you know, to us fans. Yeah. yeah us, we spend so much time theorizing and guessing and discussing that, yeah, sometimes we spoil the endings for ourselves. But I know in this case, yeah, I don't, I got no idea. Mm-hmm. No idea. But that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. All right. Shall we wrap up there then? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful. That was a wonderful discussion. Um, episode five of Moon Knight Asylum. One more episode to go. Uh, we will be back next week, of course, to discuss it, along with a certain Marvel film that is releasing in cinemas this week. Doc- Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. You'll be hearing you'll be hearing some probably spoilery thoughts here next week, so stay tuned mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Um, but before then, Folia and I have a plug. Yeah. Um, because during the week, a new episode of the monthly at Winifred's was released. Yay! Yeah, it was good. Yes, you liked it. Yeah. Nice. That's and, good. And I like the little shout out. <laughs> and I listen every week. Oh, yeah. every month, really. Every month, yes. Yeah. And also yeah, to talk about the Grand Prix as well. It was fun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's not talk about the uh, carbon footprint, but okay. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but yes, you can go check that out now. Uh, yes. We discuss in spoilery detail Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Yes, we do. Yes. So please give it a listen if you are interested. We would love it. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you thought of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Um, but apart from that, I think we're we're wrapped up now, guys. Yep, we're done. We're done. Done de Leon. Yep. Great. Awesome. And that, <clears throat> that that was a podcast. That was a podcast called Fred. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Production. Yay! Yes. And while you're here, for those of you who are watching, make sure to like and subscribe to the video. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Please do. Come back for more next week. Yes. Yeah. Watch all our old podcasts and other things on the channel. Yes. Watch it while you're falling asleep. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll, the soothing sounds of our nerdy talk will surely put you to sleep. I don't know if that's a good or yeah. a bad thing. It puts me in Oh dear. I I've been a Kendall. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a fully I can't tell you. And I've been needing to go to the toilet for a while, Marco Lister. <laughs> You've just experienced a podcast called Fred. Remember the EP. Freddy lives. And Loki dies. The Doctor is in. Conchu's an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Remember to look after yourself and your mental health, everyone. Yes. Should do that. Yes, Especially absolutely. with this show. Yes. Yes. 
Yes, yes. Be warned. Yes. Yes. Tread lightly. Enjoy yourself. Yes. Thanks for listening. And watching. And watching. And, and seeing. Yeah. Woo. Bye-bye now.